0: Hello and welcome to another special WrestleMania Aftermath edition of Beefsticks Podcast. WrestleMania?
1: Aftermath. G Unit Thug Life. Thugonomics, baby. Yeah.
0: Word to the motherfucker. Highlight
1: of WrestleMania,
0: I think. It was it was you know what? I was excited for it. I never I never got to see the Doctor of Thugonomics live. That whole period happened when I wasn't watching wrestling. Well, fifty year old Doctor ethogonomics is not anything <laughs> to compare
1: to what you, <laughs> what you missed. Yeah, out don't of.
0: get me wrong. I, I've gone back and watched it, and I, I've actually seen a few of his uh, freestyle battle raps that he's done that are on YouTube. That's um, definitely not PG. Right. Yeah. Yeah. At all, and he's solid. He is solid. And from my understanding, everything he always did, he wrote all himself. So. Cool. I was glad to see the doctor's ergonomics. I'm glad that John Cena was on the 35th WrestleMania. I'm glad that Hulk Hogan was on the 35th WrestleMania. And folks, I'm going to apologize. This might not be the normal show that we get. We got so much information to cram into this and we got a tight schedule and we don't expect you to listen to 75 hours every week. And I know we ran long last week. Because we, we hadn't been here for two weeks and we had the WrestleMania build up. So we're going to try to pump out this one because, Pasty, I hate to admit it, but next week's probably going to be a long show also. It's our 100. Yes, indeed. We made it all the way to triple digits. You know, a, a lot of shows don't make it that far. There's been a lot of shows with real celebrities that haven't made it to 100 episodes, Pasty.
1: I think those ones just didn't make it far enough to where it just, Hits like it hits with us. Like if we don't do the show for a week or two, it affects us. It hurts us. Literally. Life isn't normal unless we have this one time a week where we can come here to you to do this.
0: And I'm just going to drop one more thing in before we get right into our our sponsors and everything. Uh, Talking about, you know, people with podcasts and everything. Did you hear that Conrad Thompson is getting another podcast? Just what the motherfucker needs. Him and JR. JR is, is leaving his current podcast and starting a new podcast with Conrad Thompson. So that'll be interesting. I'm not a big fan of listening to JR. So we'll see if this is the first Conrad Thompson one I don't listen to, but I think Conrad makes the shows
2: yeah you yeah. know i
0: think he's the reason i listen to him so i don't think it's gonna matter who he's with i'm still gonna enjoy it
1: yeah yeah he's great at directing the conversation and keeping everybody on point it'll be good with jr i think too although for me i don't know jr has never been something i've been like yeah i'm gonna listen to that
0: yeah same here but I, I think if if it's the same as any of his other uh podcasts it's definitely gonna be a quality podcast pasty don't tease me bro
1: Qualities, your high quality cotton products with custom graphic logos, low prices, locally sourced in beautiful, sunny Wilmer, Minnesota. I think there might have the power back on now. I'm not exactly sure. We just had a hurricane blow through (laughs) the state the other day.
0: (laughs) We had everything. It It was insane. Very few places can have both a blizzard and a severe thunderstorm at the same time. Blizzard, yeah. lightning, and hail. Holy shit. Yeah, so shit. much
1: lightning, so much thunder. Good times. It was a great day to be alive. We only got like three inches of snow here, maybe.
0: You know, we didn't get a ton of snow. Is yeah, your snow brown? Yeah, no,
1: like, it, it's illusion snow. It, it's really water, but it looks like snow. It's like a ghost block from Mario.
0: Well, did you hear why the snow's brown? Uh, no. This storm came up from the south? And Texas is having huge dust storms down south. And it literally carried the snow that we have in Minnesota, folks, listening, folks, listen around the world in here, let alone around the nation. The snow we have here in Minnesota contains dust from Texas. We have dirt brown snow. Texas fucks everything up, including Minnesota snow, them losers. Sorry to all our listeners in Texas, but you know who you yeah. are. But yeah, that's why the snow was brown, because it literally carried the dust up from Texas to Minnesota and then knocked it down with her snow. Yeah. Weird shit. Weird shit.
1: Well, you know there's one thing Texas can't fuck up here in Minnesota, and that is the feeling you get when you put on your very own custom-made qualities t-shirt. So get at them. Qualities t-shirt co at gmail.com. Find them on Facebook get your prince he's working hard business is booming booming looking to cut a deal with you. you and of course you can't have one without the other no monster wear clothing not only can you get custom t-shirts and jerseys and hoodies and hats and all kinds of goodies but you can get hand painted hockey masks you can get decals and stickers and glassware and you want it custom They'll find a way to customize it. Misers. Uh You want to hit them up on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash Monsterware. Tell them pasty white sent you and then tell them never mind pasty sent you. Who the fuck is pasty white?
0: Damn right. And Pacey, what if I could tell you that there is a place within our own universe, within this orb that we call Earth. There is a place that you can sit back. You can chill. You can take in artists painting and creating. You can take in foods from various vendors. Some of the best poutine ever. Not poutine. Well, you could get that too. You can get crafts. Various arts. You can sit back, watch the sky, look at the horses, and you can listen to such a motley crew of groups as Dead Larry, The Lowest Pair, Heatbox, Rampant Roots, That One Guy, Swashbuckler, Space Monkey Mafia, Sammy Danger Strings, The Gin Strings, All the Strings, Reed Grimm, Gus Royal, Chase Ingram, Ira Hayes and the Strays, Big Zack's Hip Hop Showcase, featuring Flow State, and so many more. You could, this is all in one spot, Pasty. And that spot is Houston, Minnesota. At the Outback Ranch, it is a gathering of goofs called the Galactic Get Down. It is July 18th through the 28th of this year. Again, Houston, Minnesota, Outback Ranch. Folks, if you're interested in just losing yourself or finding yourself or maybe a little bit of both, make sure to check out the Galactic Get Down. Houston, Minnesota. Go to galacticgetdown.com for tickets. And you can always hit them up at facebook.com forward slash galacticgetdown to catch up on all the new information, all the new artists that are coming, and maybe a couple cool memes or two.
1: Oh, yeah. It's always a good time. Can't wait for it. I'm not ready. Probably going to forget some important chords for the podcast set up again this year.
0: Well, you know, it happens, but we're going to be there, Pasty, and if all goes well, and if it's anything like last time, folks, you'll be able to find us directly across from the stage, elevated, sitting atop our podium, preaching to you as like if...
1: Like the kings we are. Like the
0: kings we are, or as if we were the Pope. The Pope, you say? The Pope, I say. What's this about The Pope. Well, I've heard that the Pope can drop some knowledge. Tell us about the Pope, pasty.
1: So this is from the man Elijah Burke himself. The Pope. Okay, so I've been hit up by several people in regards to Kofi winning the WWE title at WrestleMania, asking why many are saying he's the first black champion. Instead of responding to your messages, I'll do one post to answer all. So allow me to shine some light on this for you. First, many fans today are not wrestling fans, but sports entertainment fans, most of whom are from the Attitude and After Era. They simply don't know or have never watched WCW nor decided to do their homework before making such a claim. No way! Wrestling fans jumping to conclusions? One-sided? Really? For them, only WWE exists. And AEW, they like to shit on it from time to time, but they don't know. The truth is, Kofi's being recognized by most, most black people as the first African-American individual to win not a world title, but the WWE title. Yes, The Rock did win the title prior to Kofi and has a black father, but The Rock more so socially identifies and celebrates, at least from what is shared by him, and set on air, his Samoan heritage. Which is his right and of no fault. True. Wrestling history, however, here will show that Ron Simmons is the first black wrestler ever to win a recognized world heavyweight title with WCW. Later in WWE, there would be Booker T. On a side note, Booker T also won the WCW World Heavyweight Championship. And Mark Henry. Those titles were indeed world titles. They were not. The WWE title, which is always considered the number one trophy in the company. Here's some food for thought. While on the subject of a number one trophy, in the midst of Kofi's win, one should really ask themselves this question. Is the WWE title the number one trophy at this current day and age? Or is it the universal title? Or do you see them as equal? Comment below. Either way, we're just happy for Kofi's milestone achievement. Truly. There have been several black champions, not enough, that we as African Americans and fans are proud of including Jay Lethal, who's been killing it in Ring of Honor and somehow has been overlooked by many, too many. But not us here
0: at Beef 6. We go out of our way to praise Jay Lethal.
1: And even Lashley and our truth during their runs in TNA. But alas, in the world of wrestling, WWE is the end-all be-all to sports entertainment. At the end of the day, my thoughts on this is deeper. Way deeper than that of those who were hoping for a Kofi WWE title win. Well, happy, I'm not hoping for just a mere short run with the WWE title, but I'm hoping for an era. I'm hoping for Kofi to be the guy, and not just a continued player. We had a Bruno era, the Backlund era, Hogan era, New Generation era, that's Sean and Brett, Attitude era, Austin and Rock, Ruthless Aggression Era, Cena, and the current era, which has been re- built as the Roman Era, Rollins and Bla- Brock.
0: That confuses me, That He says <laughs> yeah, it's the right Romans is. era, but he claims that that's Rollins and Brock. That threw me off a little
1: bit. I think they're just, he's trying to say it without
0: doubling up on I him. guess he's, yeah, are the three they're guys. all three, I guess, but <laughs> yeah, no,
1: that, 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 that threw me true. off a little. I was like, <laughs> <laughs> the Roman Era is all about Rollins and Brock. My question is, will they put Kofi in a position to be the guy or to be the face of the company? No. Will his contract reflect the millions of dollars like the Shield, or will he stay in the under half a million bracket, as per Forbes? Probably. Unlike the days of futures past, the guy was cherished, needed, and catered to in an effort to keep him happy, and of course from jumping ship to a rival promotion, namely WCW. In this day and age, WWE does not revolve around one guy in times past as the machine is much bigger than any one character and will simply replace you if needed.
0: Arguably, that is better for the company and wrestlers as a whole, but that's an arguable statement.
1: To sum this up, here's a quote from my interview with the Washington Post this week about Kofi's pending at-the-time title win. The company has the ability to put a black man in the driver's seat and let him be the face of the company. I want to see someone who looks like me be the face of the company. That signifies change, not putting the belt on someone and taking it it right off him. So while Kofi now has the title, let's hope he received it because of the ability to be the guy and not to pacify those who have been vocal about wanting this moment to happen. Only time will truly tell, but in the meantime and in the future, we can certainly look back on this moment as one of the One that signified a change in the WWE, as Kofi became the first African-American Ghana-born WWE champion. Congrats,
0: PHS. So there's a lot to mull over there, Pacey. Uh, I want to get your thoughts on this, because you're the one that brought this to me. I have not seen this. Uh, I seen this when you brought it up. I, I haven't seen it before, and I hadn't seen it since, so... I'd like to get your take on, uh, there's so much here, but go ahead and and drop your knowledge, buddy. Well, I
1: mean, we, this is something we've been saying for almost the entire time Beef Sticks has existed. They always seem like they're willing to give the guy the shot, but they always give him the the B-side title. It's always a short, one-ended run. I'm hoping we see something different here, too, but looking at Kofi's stature, honestly, I think he'd be lucky to keep it till SummerSlam. With the shakeup coming, this next week, it's all
0: up in the air. Is there an official shakeup coming? I believe so. Okay. Which is good. Yeah. Yep. I really I, I want to say one thing. If Kofi's if Kofi's title run is less than Ginger Mahal's, I'm gonna be fucking pissed. But at the same time, I honestly expect it will be. Nobody expected Ginger's to be that long. Well,
1: I mean, come on six months ago, you would you have even thought Kofi would be here right now at all? No. Ever? No, I wouldn't. No. At all. So, I mean, we could be surprised. I want to be surprised. I, I would love to see them do that. And I mean, on SmackDown with the WWE Championship, I, I, I think there's a chance Vince could let that ride, especially if it's good PR for the company.
0: Right. I, I do want to say uh, anybody who's listened to this podcast religiously or, or often will know that I have echoed or maybe, or maybe I should say that uh, the Pope echoed me yeah. in saying that I, I agree with what he said about The Rock. I, I'm, I'm not, as a human being, going to undermine his heritage in any way, shape, or form of any percentage. He is as much of whatever he is as he is, and that's his choice. In the professional wrestling world, he has always promoted his Samoan heritage and... Dare I say, his Samoan heritage is what has got him over and pushed him, not his black oh, heritage. And P. that, in Hollywood. yeah. And that, to look me, is why, Shaw. look at, look at Moana. No shit. <laughs> yeah. No shit. So, so that is why, to me, I have never considered The Rock a black champion. I've considered him a Samoan champion. I always go back to Ron Simmons. I think Ron Simmons was a great champion. I think he should have been a champion Rock in WWE. Has,
1: has the quote-unquote end card. I don't think he's got that in his vocabulary.
0: Uh, Vince has it.
1: <laughs> yeah, but apparently. That's Vince. I don't think The Rock has it.
0: Um. Yeah, I, I guess I don't know. He he's got the oos card though. <laughs> um. And yeah. Um. As um. As the Pope left out accidentally, but we made but Pasty made sure to insert the note of Booker T was a WCW champion. So he also held the WCW World Heavyweight Championship multiple times. In fact, I believe he was a three-time by the time he left WCW. At least two times, because that's where he started the two-time, two-time, um, which moved into the five times. So we can't forget that. Mark Henry, did Mark Henry ever win the actual heavyweight title, or was it the ECW heavyweight title?
1: Uh, I think he had the WWE Championship.
0: Okay, well. When no, he, when uh, he
1: faked that retirement.
0: It would have been he the heavyweight Cena, title, not the WWE, had- but yeah.
1: Well, yeah, you're
0: right. Okay, yeah. okay, I'll give him that. He can have that. But again, that was a short. That was a cup of coffee. Mm-hmm. You know, um, so was Booker T's run was just a cup of coffee, and he makes yeah, a no, good point. He
1: had more time as the the king of the ring.
0: Yeah, and he makes a good point. At that time, the WWE title was the bigger one, and they mm-hmm. all won the heavyweight title. Kofi now won what is the WWE title. When it's a but,
1: consolation price. Yeah,
0: is the Universal title considered mm-hmm. bigger than it? Most people would say yes. The bottom line is we are all super happy and proud of Kofi Kingston, right?
1: Yes. And it's just eyes are on the company to see where this goes from here.
0: Hopefully they do the best with it. Hopefully Balls they do the best record. for Kofi. And let's not... We gotta, we gotta emphasize this, Pacey. Let's not take away the achievement of Kofi Kingston being WWE champion. Not the, not a black man being WWE champion. Kofi Kingston is now the WWE champion. Forget whatever fucking color, race, or where he was born. Kofi, a man who has put his blood, sweat, and tears into this company for how years. long? 11. There you go. So let's give it up to that.
1: And I say you do. You keep the title on him for quite some time and you treat this as the solo run he never got to have. Why not? He's had great matches with Daniel Bryan. He just had an amazing showcase with Seth Rollins on Raw. Uh it, let him have these dream matches that we never would have thought
0: we'd see. It's a different world now. Show yeah. off what you got.
1: Yeah, and, and he's got he's got the the Yes movement Daniel Bryan role going for him 100% right
0: now. Right, and I would, you know, I would dare say... I love
1: how the stories flip the script, how Daniel Bryan (laughs) became the heel, and Kofi became Daniel Bryan. Right. And even in the match, they told that story. It's just
2: good.
0: And I dare say, I would like to see a, a further flip of the script to where maybe in this point in time, the workhorses get your main event spots, and the big guys who put on the big moves and slam each other and and bust things down and are impressive, get the mid-card show. Yes. Give a big fucking hulking Braun Strowman the IC title and let him roll, and let fucking Daniel Bryan and Seth Rollins carry the championships. I'm okay with that. There's
1: also the scary seed they planted on SmackDown 2 as Strowman came out and they alluded to could Strowman be heading to SmackDown in the in the draft, and I'm willing to bet he is. Well, Especially uh, since Lars is now
0: there. And I've given up rough. on Stroman. I've, I've given up on him.
1: Yeah, but Stroman would take it off of Kofi.
0: Vince would <laughs> have would. Stroman take it off of Kofi, yes. And in a yeah. squash match, even. But let's hope that doesn't happen. Yeah. In the benefit of us keeping on track, Pasty, do you have anything else you want to underline on this?
1: No, no, just, like I said, balls in their court. Do right by this. Make this worth something.
0: A wise man once said about a meatball sub All I have in this world is my balls and my bread. And I won't break either for anybody. Moving on, we watched NXT TakeOver this week, Pasty.
1: Yes, we did.
0: NXT TakeOver New York. And damn if it doesn't just keep the tradition going. The last two, the last few takeovers have been kind of underwhelming, Pasty. Yeah, they have. We've talked about it here.
1: I almost wonder, after the fact, if, if that was to make this one seem that much more special.
0: I don't know, but they, they certainly put the WrestleMania weekend on lock with this one.
1: They hit a fucking cord with this one. Knocked it out the box.
0: Grand damn slam.
1: Oh, shit. We didn't even get to watch it live because we were... Hard at work recording last week's episode of B-Sticks Podcast as it was airing.
0: Hard at fucking work, man. We were on a long show.
1: But you can bet as soon as I had a free moment the next day, that's that's what I did. Tuned in, turned on, and was just literally vibrating with energy from the beginning to the end.
0: Oh, yeah. I had the vibrator on also pasty.
1: <laughs> you have to with takeovers. You have so to.
0: They, uh, they had a few dark matches. We're not going to go over them here. We're not going to. So just suck it up, but the but the show started out on a high note, Pasty.
1: Yeah, possibly the best opening match in Takeover history.
0: Possibly,
1: it's a hard call. I'd have to go back and look at the
0: books. You know, you can go you can go back in time and you can say the best opening match in WrestleMania. Do you have one, Pasty? I know right off the bat what it is.
1: I know it's one of the earlier ones, but I.
0: Bret Hart versus Owen Hart. It's the one where Bret Hart ended up winning the title at the end uh, because there was a tournament. So uh, that oh, one for okay. me is easily the best opening match ever. This could go down as one of those where people say easily the best opening match of TakeOvers ever. NXT tag team titles were on the line. The champions, the War Raiders, defended their titles against Alistair Black and Ricochet. The fact that this match was so awesome when it was almost a given that the War Raiders were going to win, be it as Aleister Black and Ricochet were already on the main roster.
1: And had a match on WrestleMania. I was not expecting anything from this match. Knowing that they had to compete the following night. I I, I turned it on. I'm like, oh, God, this is the first match. This why is this the first match? And, and why would and you I'm, blow
0: yourself up uh, on an NXT takeover when you know you're going to be on WrestleMania the next exactly, night?
1: Exactly, exactly. I figured they'd play it safe. I figured it'd be a pretty quick kind of squash match on the Raiders end.
0: Alistair Black and Ricochet, dare I say, did better on this match than their Mania match.
1: <laughs> I mean, both matches were pretty good on their end. They're always Truly. A, a delight to watch. I hate, I hate that they're a tag team. I'll keep saying that. They're better Split single stars. Don't Truly. put fucking gold on them ever. I don't want gold on them. I don't want this split them up at the fucking draft
0: this week. Make me happy. Ricochet on SmackDown, Alistair on Raw. I think they both fit really well there.
1: Honestly, I'd almost say throw Ricochet on Raw, so he's swimming in shark-infested waters a little bit more.
0: Alistair could easily be SmackDown champion.
1: Yeah, oh, yeah. Either way, I don't think you can go wrong.
0: <laughs> I mean, tell me you wouldn't love to see fucking uh, some Alistair Black, AJ-style matches, Loke. Right, oh, oh fuck. Oh, Whew. I'm already excited. I got a chub. Uh. I got a chub. <laughs> What'd you think of this match? I mean, I mean obviously we, we've talked about Austria Black and Rickshay. We haven't said shit about the uh, the old war raiders. Well, I mean, they're they're
1: fucking war raiders. I love their takeover entrance.
0: So cool. So it cool is. with all the, the, the Spartan type uh, drummers and shit. Uh-huh. That was badass. I loved Very
1: it. Very awesome. And they're just so good. For big fucking burly dudes, they never they never let you down.
0: No, anybody who's ever watched uh, War Machine and Ring of Honor and seen them take on the likes of the Young Bucks or SoCal or some of them guys might not be surprised at this match. But they damn, keep up with anybody. You and I were talking before we started recording. They both teams took on the other's style.
1: Flip the fucking script. I couldn't believe Ricochet lifting him up like that.
0: That was super <laughs> impressive. I know Ricochet is ripped for a small dude. Yeah. Holy shit. He's got ant genetics. <sighs> uh, truly. Uh, just, just fucking nuts. The fact that, you know, some a lot of times you'll see a match where they're conflicting styles and one team starts working the other team's style so that they could have a good match together.
1: No, they just completely flipped roles. Yeah, they
0: (laughs) one didn't work the other style. They both, (laughs) War War Raiders, I should say, were working a very high-flying, very flippy, (laughs) very jumpy style, and Alistair Black and Ricochet were hitting power moves left and right. Now, don't get me wrong. War Raiders hit a lot of their signature power moves, and Black and Ricochet did do their high-flying stuff. Mm-hmm. I mean, they all got their signature moves in, but, but you I want think that. it wouldn't
1: have been as special if it wouldn't have been, like, back and forth like that. Truly,
0: you you want their signature moves. You, that's what you pay for. You didn't pay to see NXT TakeOver and not see Ricochet's fucking 630 or, you know, the Black Mass or any of that. I mean, you, you want to see that shit. It
1: was cool, because, like... It- I, I I sat there and I thought about it, like in the in the planning, they had to be like just they plotted out this very basic match of what these four men could do together. And then they were just like, all right, throw all these spots in the hat and start drawing.
0: <laughs> <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> and War Machine got about half of the fucking their moves. up.
1: Yeah, I loved it so much. It was a great opening for NXT TakeOver. And it set the pace, it set the bar so high.
0: Yeah, definitely a better uh, opening match than, uh, at least in my opinion, definitely a better opening match than the Universal, or the WrestleMania open opening yeah, match.
1: Yeah, yeah, very much so.
0: But, um, yeah, and Pacey, you and I both scored a point on this. Yes. We both thought the War Raiders were going to win. Again, going into it, you kind of knew they were going to. I walked
1: away from that match wondering how NXT TakeOver could possibly keep up. And the next match didn't really hold that up for me very well. But how many takeovers,
0: Pasty, do you sit there and you say, oh, shit. Every single This match (laughs) is the match of the night. And then you watch another match, and it's like, oh, shit. That's the match (laughs) of the night. And then you watch another. Oh, shit. Sadly, as you said, Pasty, uh, the second match for the NXT North American title was not match of the night. I want to know how long it's going to be till this format
1: gets stale to us and it doesn't affect us so much anymore. Uh,
0: It's going to happen, sadly. We get desensitized to everything. Yep. You know, everybody on NXT, at least everybody on this pay-per-view, is super talented and some of the best ever. But, man, Velveteen Dream has been our go-to guy lately where he always, when you don't think he's going to have the best, he, he definitely delivers. And Matt Riddle is one of the most talented individuals on the face of this planet, and they both underdelivered, pasty. Yep. It uh Not a bad match.
1: No, no, but when you stack it up next to everything else on the
0: card. It was a bad match.
2: This one
1: falls <laughs> at the bottom. And that's that's sad to say. Riddle looked very rookie in comparison, but Dream had his issues too. They just they weren't on point on a the night they needed to be on point. And if they would have been on point, I think this would be a much better match. But in a in a takeover so perfect as this, you got to be critical where critical is called for.
0: Other than uh, Impact and uh, MLW, I really haven't been keeping up with any of the wrestling world as far as actually watching it. So I don't know if the how much these two have interacted with each other. But it just seemed that these two didn't have great chemistry. They just didn't gel.
1: I kind of figured that right off the bat. I don't want to really even see their characters together, let alone the, the clash of styles. I don't see it to work very well.
0: But Velveteen Dream has been able to adapt to almost every style so far. Yep. I mean, he's been against such a wide array of, of of opponents, but this one just didn't. This one just didn't hit the mark.
1: I just hope he doesn't get caught up in the draft. I, I don't think this was a good enough exit. For him to leave the company. I think I think I actually think this is a good opening that I'll talk about later.
0: Yeah, so two two super talented individuals, and on almost any other main roster pay-per-view card, this would have been a great match to talk about, but alas, um, this just wasn't the night for them. Moving on, Pasty, we have a non-NXT title, which I think they just need to call it an NXT title, but yeah, whatever. Yeah, it should be
1: the NXT United
0: <laughs>
1: Kingdom, <laughs> Kingdom. It's NXT UK, it's not WWE UK. Exactly, but we have the so WWE. it's WWE not
0: defended on
1: Mania, at all. So
0: Should have been, or or is it defended? Is it even brought up at all on any of the shows? Main uh, the so. main rut. No, so I just da- think occasionally it's on NXT. So WWE United Kingdom champion Pete Dunn defended his title against a Volter, and uh, for all of you wrestling websites out there who are writing stuff and giving results and doing all this, Volter is all capitals. Get with the shit, okay? It's like Kenta. Yeah. Kenta is all capitals. Volter's all capitals. Don't fucking start minimizing his letters, bitches. Yeah. Walter beat Pete done. Um I, I, beat Pete Dunne. I picked Walter to win. Oh, we should we should say that we both picked Matt Riddle to win the last no, he one. Did. He didn't. No, no he, he didn't. Quit <laughs> okay. fucking arguing with me. <laughs> I thought he did. Well, you know, he didn't.
1: <laughs> uh, uh, the match was so bad I made up my innings. <laughs>
0: <laughs> um. Uh. This one, I actually picked Valter to win, but I thought Pete Dunne was going to win. Uh, either one, you, I think we said this in our prediction show, either one, we would have been happy with winning. Uh,
1: well, I was totally gung-ho, Pete should win it, Pete should keep it, and have a fucking incredible... like I Have a fucking
0: three-year run with that bitch.
1: Yeah. Yeah, put a strong record on it as the the second champion. Just like Sasha
0: Banks and Whatever, that tag Was he the title. first... No, no, he wasn't Tyler the first. Bate was the first. Yeah, yeah Tyler's the master bait. But Pete Dunne got it off him like after two months, so Pete Dunne's really been. He's made the title what it is.
1: Well, where Pete Dunne's had a very massive run, I could see Walter having an even more monumental run with this thing. Who the fuck is possibly going to take it off of this big, basic German fucking
0: monster? This big, basic Belgian beast! I like that better. Yeah, thank you. Thank, yeah, I tried. Uh, this match was everything that both of these guys are great at. This is a match that I would be willing to bet if you played this match in front of the WrestleMania crowd at WrestleMania 35, almost everybody would boo, chant boring, or walk out.
1: Yep. Yeah, yep. Yeah, it's it's definitely not a match for your casual fan.
0: Definitely not. Not at all. Very
1: very visceral very methodical it's exactly what I wanted in this yes. match this was, this was my first time actually seeing an entire match of Walter I've seen him chest chop the shit out of some people yeah. but other than that I've kind of just been waiting to see him in the spotlight I think if, if you're like me and this was your first time seeing him or if you haven't seen it yet I think this is the best way to witness Walter
0: this is Walter. a good introduction shit yeah yeah this reminded me of when Shinsuke Nakamura debuted against Sami Zayn at NXT TakeOver, whichever one it was. And it was like, if if nobody ever knew Shinsuke Nakamura, that's how you wanted to see him introduced. Of course, we know what happened, and it's a great example of main roster fuckery. Yep. But
2: this is another one. Well,
1: it's just like Rusev. He had a massive undefeated streak in the beginning, too, and that's kind of what it felt like to me with seeing Volter. Like... My first time seeing Walter was kind of like my first time seeing Rusev. Yeah. Like, oh, this guy could actually be.
0: And when he gets called up to the main roster, Rusev's going to turn on Cesaro and it's going to be Walter and Rusev as a team. And he's going to be just Rusev's bitch. We expect it. It's sad. But nonetheless, God um other good ass match yeah other than the normal stuff you say the the great the the joint manipulation that you see from these guys the hard hitting the chops as you mentioned pasty just really good technical shit that i can't recommend enough if you like that if you don't like it i'd recommend skip this if you're not into that you're not a half hour of
1: that so
0: yeah yeah, yeah, they gave him 25.40 for this match. Holy shit. Yes, they did. 25 minutes for this, folks. So good shit. Good shit. That moved us on to uh, the fatal four way match for the NXT women's title. The Ace of Spades, Shayna Baszler, defended her title against the likes of Kyrie Sane, Io Shirai, and my girl, the EST of NXT, Bianca Belair. This was a really
1: good match. Fun!
0: Fun is the really, word I really use. Really
1: good, definitely a lot of fun. I liked um, Io Shirai and Kyrie Sane, and they're they're working together and then fighting each other. And
0: yeah, I think at this point most folks know that the two of them were were friends and and participants in stardom over in Japan, and that they know each other very well, have worked together, worked against each other, and have a, have a kinship and a friendship.
1: And this was a Fatal 4-Way where, correct me if I'm wrong, but I believe there wasn't even any weapon usage.
0: There was not, which I like. And that's going to get brought up later on also, Pasty. We all know that they say 3-Way, Fatal 4-Way. And and I don't know when that changed. It was sometime in the late 90s to early 2000s where just because there was an extra person or two in the match, all of a sudden it's a no-holds-barred match. It never used to be the case when when I grew up, a three way match meant three people wrestling in the exact same rules as two people wrestling. That was you, you still followed the rules.
1: I just think it's in the logic of there's one referee to follow the the participants in the match, and any more than two, it's hard for the referee to follow. So there might as well not. If you be can't rules. fucking handle it, get a different fucking referee, or have a couple of referees. Come on, rig. man,
0: earn your stripes. Earn your stripes, literally. Vince
1: wishes he had more than one referee in the ring at the main event of WrestleMania.
0: Yeah, we're going to get into that also. We will. Um, which oh, I'm sure glad I, I wasn't worked. Thing. I even put that in my notes. I was like, I don't know if this is a work or a shoot, <laughs> but.
1: They didn't do so anything thankfully, with it. so thank
0: God. They didn't do anything on Monday no, at all? No, oh, no. They Rozzy, didn't even mention Rozzy it? He hasn't been back on the show yet. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That makes sense. Ah, yeah. uh, so again, uh, I mean, it I could don't still have a Happen down the line,
1: definitely when she yeah. comes back,
0: we'll we'll get to that. Yeah. Um, but I don't have a lot to say about this. Shayna Baszler did win. Yep, um, I was surprised friends. every
1: time, and she could have had him. Io Shirai and Kairi Sane had some kinship. Shayna Baszler needed no one.
0: Not a single horsewoman jumped in. Um, I, I'm proud of what they're doing with her because every time she has a match, I'm like, God, she's had this title for so long. And yeah, there was a hiccup when Kyrie Sane had it for a little while, but that was just a cup of coffee. Also, Shayna Baszler's had a fucking chokehold on this for about a year now, if you don't include the Kyrie Sane run, right? Right. Yeah. Over no. a year. And
1: I went against, I went against, uh, Shayna Baszler once and was proven wrong. And ever since <laughs> I'm like, no, I'm just
0: gonna, I'm staying on this train. <laughs> I'm just doing it, yep. yeah. Nope. So I mean, good. I, I can't, I can't shit on it. She is such a credible champion that I'm okay when she, uh, when she wins, even if there's other people. I think I want to win, and she's so just that...
1: so adorable with her crooked eyes, isn't she? No, <laughs> um, she's not. I love when she focuses on anything. It's my favorite.
0: Her and Shawn Michaels.
1: <laughs> I think she's got it worse um... than Shawn. I want to see that at a mania. <laughs> a, st- a stare down between the two <laughs> but they're really staring at fucking Triple H and well, I guess the rest of them are gone now so
0: right <sighs> right. she's she's one of those people she can watch your back and your front for you alright she's got you um, I, I do want to say Pacey you did pick Shayna she's your girl I thought Bianca Belair was going to take it I still well, think this would have been a great she spot she took, she for took her the loss. But she took the loss, which I didn't see coming. It's still good for her. I honestly thought it was going to be Io Shirai. I think this is
1: better than it going on forever and getting monotonous. Uh, yeah, to end yeah. It So at no, I, the biggest show of the year. That's honorable. if you're gonna
0: have to lose your streak, do it there. Hmm. You know that happened to Oscar too, and look, she's done fine for herself. Yep.
1: Yeah. No, the best part about <laughs> this match—that <is, laughs> was a joke. The best part about this match is you can look at it and you could totally paint a picture, but it did not match. Anything what you would have assumed, you know? What I mean, no. It and then it could have played out so then, many different ways, but this is good, good and uncalled for, unpredicted.
0: For for super talented women. Yes. Then we had the two out of three falls NXT title match: Johnny Gargano taking on Adam Cole for the vacant NXT title.
1: Her name. Throw is it Goldie. out there,
0: folks. Goldie, exactly. It's Goldie. Um, throwing it out there, folks, we had a tiebreaker for this one. We tried to do a tiebreaker with every pay-per-view going forward because we had so many fucking ties last year because WWE is that predictable. And this
1: one was done on a tiebreaker, too, huh?
0: And, uh, yes, Sweet. and the tiebreaker was... Fat Mac predicted that there would only be two falls out of a two out of three falls match because that keeps things spicy, shakes it up. You didn't see it coming. And Pacey said, if you got Johnny Gargano and Adam Cole in the ring, you want to fucking milk all three falls for all their Uh worth and get some of the best wrestling you've ever seen in your life. Yep.
1: And then especially if there's the odds, you know, if they did lazy writing and this was the planned match for Ciampa Gargano. Right. so, so that, that, that would definitely be three falls.
0: So I I had to. And you were right, Pasty. You won the tiebreaker on this. Yes. Uh, But we both lost because we both thought that Bay Bay Adam Cole was going to take it from Gargano. Yes, we did. And Gargano ended up keeping it.
1: (sighs) Kind of sad. Kind of sad because they've been shitting on our our boy Adam Cole a little bit lately on, on NXT.
0: The whole uh, Undisputed era just isn't getting the, the love they deserve. I mean,
1: it happens and it's
0: understandable.
1: You but can't win them these all. These guys, really? You're going to do that to these
0: guys? These guys could get pushed to the moon. These guys could be the next DX, man. They could. Easily they could be the next DX. Um,
1: Adam Cole really is kind of just a, a modern day hunter, right?
0: As much as I dislike Hunter, yeah, if you're talking work rate, I'll give him that. Yeah, 100%. Rate, I mean,
1: kind of look, but he's modern day, so he's a smaller guy. So who's Sean?
0: Uh, uh, oh, Shayna Baszler's, Shayna Baszler's Sean. She's got the crooked eye. She's not in... <laughs> <laughs> she's got the crooked eye. She's Sean. All right? Okay, fine. I'll give it to you. She's She's Sean. Fuck it uh. Um Kyle, o- Kyle O'Reilly is China. Kyle is China. We'll give him that <laughs> one. So is he
1: fucking Bobby Fish then in a porn somewhere down the line? Then,
0: uh, yeah, probably Bobby Fish is a f- fake fucking with a with a fake mean gene. Uh no no this, this match was just fucking <laughs> Roddy, Roddy is the uh he's the sixth of the group. He's rude. The the Xbox. Okay.
1: Well no. Well, uh um, fine. Yeah.
0: We gotta get moving pacey. Sure, we're let's we're, do that. we're, this, we're this crunching this on though. time. It is fun. It's super fun. That, that could be a game. Making up new fucking that might be a game in the future, folks. You stay tuned. We're gonna make new <laughs> We're gonna turn old factions into new factions, but in a funny way. Uh no, this we'll was an amazing back match. action. They didn't give you a super quick um, first fall, which was good. A lot of times they give you that really super quick one. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. Go ahead. No sell me. I'm, I'm no selling. I'm action. trying to move it along. Back I told you I was going gonna- to. I know. I told you I was going to dick on you to keep the show moving. I already told you that before yeah. we started recording, okay? Yeah. So I'm dicking on you now. Okay. Not because it's not funny. It's good. I, I'm selling it, but I'm selling it inside. We're trying to move along. <laughs> You're wasting fucking precious Who's time right now, Pasty. Who's wasting
2: time now, fat back.
0: That's what I'm telling you! you. <laughs> Gargano won. Two, auto, two to one. The fucking show's over. <laughs> it was a good match. Go out of your way to watch it. Fantastic. We can't fucking we can't do anything to sell it any more than the matches. So just go and watch it. The only it. downside the is it
1: didn't go an hour.
0: Show's done. WrestleMania
1: Crown, Pacey. Wait, 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 wait! We didn't give the best match. You,
0: yeah. What's the best match? War Raiders opening match. Hey, is Fat the best Mac. Match. What's the show grade? I'm gonna give it an A plus.
2: A
1: plus. When we go fast, we get really loud. So the quicker we're going to be, the louder we're going to get, okay, guys? Hey, Mom, bring me down some Tostino Pizza Rolls, and I gave TakeOver an A+. Mom,
2: answer the phone! Mom! God, that's fucking old.
1: (laughs) Is that the Tourette's guy? (laughs) Is it? It's just, I don't know, some kid at his computer doesn't want to get off his game, and the phone's ringing. And his oh, mom's at the, the store, guy? but he's yelling for like, ever, Mom! Hands
0: oh. the phone! <laughs> Whatever happened to the Tourette's guy? Do you remember that uh, or no? Or am I dating myself no, I now? I remember
1: plenty of Tourette's stuff.
0: Yeah, I'm dating myself here. WrestleMania crown, pasty. <sighs> yes!
1: Truly was it a king me, among it, modern day WrestleManias. If I do say so myself.
0: Yeah, you 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 said it yourself and nobody else said it. Um I watched it in two sittings. It would have been three except I was watching it with somebody else the second time around so we just we fucking powered through it, baby.
1: I watched it in one sitting like a real G.
0: Yeah, I'm like a certified loser.
1: Thug. And you can't teach that.
0: Universal title match. Yeah, why Brock Lesnar? <laughs> Why'd
1: this happen first?
0: Uh, allegedly, if, if you believe what's written online, it was not planned to be first, and in fact, it was it was put on so late in the game that when Hulk Hogan and Alexa Bliss came out to open the show and started doing their Hulk Hogan poses, and Paul Heyman came down to the ring to say, if Brock isn't main eventing, then he's going to be on first. Uh, both Hogan and Bliss did not know what was going on and were caught off it guard. It
1: totally looked like they were legit caught off guard.
0: So Honestly, that's kinda cool.
1: I thought this was kind of cool for the pacing, being there was three massive top champion matches happening on the pay-per-view. Right. So that kind of made sense. True. One in the beginning, one in the middle, one at
0: the end. It's very smart pacing. I agree with you. I hated this match though. Uh, the match was not good, and Brock Lesnar. Uh, Brock Lesnar can beat somebody in two minutes and thirty seconds. Brock Lesnar should not lose to anybody in two minutes no. and thirty seconds, unless hey, it was Braun you, Strowman when remember, they were actually uh, pushing giant- him.
1: Do you remember a WrestleMania time when Vince McMahon banned the curb stomp because he didn't want Brock waiting around to take one? Well, he yep. did that three times.
2: Yep. And he waited.
0: <laughs> I am glad that it took three curb stomps to take him down. Uh, I think that's,
1: that's good. That's smart. Has it been three years since that event happened? <laughs> That'd be
0: funny. <laughs>
1: that would be funny. Uh, Yeah, no. Uh, this match was not good. No.
0: Um, uh, both both men are much more talented Brock than this match let on
1: if this was the way it was and it wasn't planned to be this way Brock is a sad little bitch when he has to give up the title
0: <laughs> could be
1: we got a could handful be, of sad um, little bitches around Wrestlemania though that'll be discussed as seems like around.
0: it it kind of seems like it I will say though Pasty I put my money on Rollins you put your money on Brock I started this pay-per-view out in the lead yes you did and I was and I, uh, I thought I picked Lesnar, so I didn't think I was. See, in the I had lead, my but... thoughts
1: like they were going to give so much nice stuff out at WrestleMania that they had to take some stuff away.
0: Right. So moving on, we had another disappointing match, and a match because that
1: at least you weren't half... in the crowd.
0: Yeah, <laughs> half of the fucking crowd, or at least a quarter of the crowd, couldn't even fucking watch. <laughs> Which um, this isn't the first fucking uh, rookie mistake. By uh by WWE in this pay-per-view at all. But we had AJ Styles taking on Randy Orton in a in one of the few non-gimmick title matches. Um I'm sure there was a storyline leading up to this. I didn't know what it was. I really don't care. This was Boring. It was just they
1: hadn't had a match yet, and RKO comes out of nowhere, and AJ's like, "Well, I can come out of nowhere too with the forearm," and then Orton's like, "Well, I've been here forever, and you were an indie guy," and AJ's like, "Well, I worked to be here, and you got everything handed to you," and then they're mm-hmm. like, "Let's do this at WrestleMania, baby." Okay. And then they made out.
0: So first of all, let's let the people in who maybe don't know what we we're talking about. Apparently, during this match, for some reason, they had a super bright yellow spotlight pointed at the opposite end of the hard camera so that everybody facing the hard camera. I thought could it was the opposite end the of the ramp. Was,
2: uh, I'm pretty sure it was the opposite end of the ramp. Opposite end of. <laughs> Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, sorry, sorry, yeah, yeah, the hard camera side, thank yep. you. Yeah, the, the light was coming from the hard camera side, so people opposite hard camera couldn't see it, correct? Well, hard camera- Or the other way around? No,
1: hard camera would be to the left of where the light was shining at. The anyways, there's anyways, a fucking anyways. light.
0: Yes. <laughs> a quarter of the folks were blinded by the light, and um, they did not take off like a douche. No. In the middle of the night, as as the song would say. No.
2: Was it the whole match or ninety percent of the it
1: match? It was
0: from my from my understanding from the both AJ and, and Randy Orton. It was about three quarters of the match, if not more, yeah, like a good the chunk of, of, of the fucking Orton's match.
1: Through most of the match,
0: yeah, good chunk mm. of the fucking match. They couldn't watch it. So first of all, you got to knock off points for that because WWE at this stage in their game, that's that's not acceptable. Yeah. If this was if this was impact wrestling, if this was MLW, if this was AEW, you could say, well, okay, we get it. There's there's glitches. And I mean after
1: the giant sperm, no. wouldn't you really be trying harder
0: to do better by Randy Orton? <laughs> right. So folks, to let you know I kind of took notes during this show. So I'm, I'm gonna I read off to. my notes. I kept as saying we go. I should
1: have taken notes. I should be taking I notes. I did
0: I did say for this one, not a bad match and actually good psychology. There wasn't really any missed spots, but for some reason I just couldn't get into it. And apparently I I wasn't alone. I called
1: the RKO and like backed off of it, and Orton fell flat on his back.
0: (laughs) I liked that a lot. I did, a, I did say that uh, apparently I wasn't alone because the crowd was dead other than booing Orton after the DDT. I didn't know half the crowd couldn't fucking see the match, and that's probably why they right, were dead. yeah, yeah. So that makes sense also. <laughs> but I think the folks that could see it probably weren't that into it either. So uh, that's, that's my take on it. I was it.
1: surprised it got so dark so fast at this WrestleMania because usually you're at the Undertaker's match and it's just barely dark enough to make it matter.
0: Well, I thought, I personally thought, being on the West Coast, that it stayed lighter later?
1: This was on the East Coast. Oh, am I wrong on that? New New
0: York. York. Oh, shit, yeah. Okay, so it does get darker faster. Yeah. There you go. I forget my coasts. What coast are we on?
1: Well, Midwest.
0: We're not <laughs> on the coast. North Shore. Why, why doesn't Texas fall into the Gulf of Mexico, pasty? Why? Because Oklahoma sucks. <laughs> <laughs> Must suck Next week, we have the four-way SmackDown Tag Team titles. The champions, Uso, defending their titles against NXT Hopeful's Aleister Black and Ricochet. Perennial we-don't-give-a-shit-anymore's Rusev and Nakamura. And guys that put on amazing matches every time they're in the ring, Dabar. Yes.
2: This... It was a match. It, it was a good match. It, it was, was good. good. It was. It was an right okay now, match.
1: thinking back on it, I don't remember any major highlights.
0: The one thing I remember, and I remember this because I took notes, Pasty. It's a lesson yeah, to I you. I know. I put in here, loved the Cesaro swing plus the Sheamus. Oh, um, yeah, that
1: forever uh, swing. Slam combo.
0: I don't remember what he calls it. It's the Belfast Bruiser Uh, or something. Beats of the Burrow. Yeah, the Beats of the Burrow. Sure, we'll go with that. The Belfast Beats of the Burrow. But, yeah, Cesaro (laughs) went on. and, And I even put here, I said, lasted forever, but in a good way. Yeah. Yeah. But right after that, immediately after that, I put otherwise lacking. But honestly, it was a four way is difficult, right. let alone a tag four way. I, I did like I have,
1: how, how like there were very frequent. You didn't want to be near a corner because you'd get tagged out. Yeah, they normally but, don't play that so well.
0: Not so much. You Usually, get the you, you get the tag from your partner, mm-hmm. and this one was everybody was trying to get yeah. in. I did have a note in here, though, that the Usos were basically a non-factor until the end, and they didn't look strong at all, even though they won. They kind of weren't in the match much at all.
1: Well, spoiler alert, they lost the titles to Matt and Jeff Hardy on
0: SmackDown. I did see something about that, so, I mean, that's cool.
1: Very, what? But then again, Usos just did an interview saying that that was like their one last dream match. That they wanted in WWE. They're, it's the only team they haven't really fought that's there. You know what I mean?
0: That, nowadays, they're the only team that gets arrested more than the Hardys. Right? So. <laughs> yeah.
1: They've they really been taking pages out of their book.
0: Ta-da!
1: <laughs> <laughs> in your shoes! I, I was really hoping for a better match out of them, too. Because, like... Well, my thought here is it's brothers and brothers. But the Usos are twins. Two brothers are in twins, a van. So they be one page ahead, you know what I mean? They should be, ooh, the the should be more on the level. The Usos should be more on the level than the Hardy Boys. Oh, maybe.
0: But the Hardys are older, so they've been not brothers twins. longer. Twins been have been brothers longer.
1: It's different than siblings. I don't know. I don't know. It happened. That's not what we're talking about. We're talking no. about this, and it was a match, and yes. it was pretty amusing. Um... I love that Rusev said, "I am Rusev." We know.
0: Yeah, yeah, we we know that, we, dude. We know it's cool. Next, we had a match that is going to be diversive in this Beefsticks podcast: yep. a Falls Count Anywhere match. Shane McMahon taking on The Miz. Shane McMahon beat The Miz. Yeah. Um yeah. I'm gonna let you go first, Pacey, and then I will say my point and I'll let you rebuttal and then we'll move on. Okay. So I'm giving you two when I get one.
1: Well, I I like this yeah. match. It's I think it's very refreshing seeing Miz in a face position, but in an enraged face position where he can still play heel stuff because it's it's karmically correct. Um this match. Was pretty good. I didn't like the the uh, involvement by Mrs. Father. It was kind of amusing, I guess, him trying to square up to uh, Shane and Shane resetting his fists like this is how you should stand. Mrs. Dad should just not not be on camera. He's such a basic guy. He's like uh, to me, he's he's the male Vicky Guerrero. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I, I don't agree with that because I think Vicky Guerrero is awesome, but I. I do know what you're saying. Um,
1: but overall, I like the match. It, I guess, no, I'm not going to press that until later. No, I like the match. It was, it was fun. I think, I think, um, for a false count anywhere match where you can go anywhere. I think they used a fair chunk of real estate in the arena. They were in a few different locations, and they traveled a decent distance. And the spots that they pulled off were really cool, especially for The Miz. He never does matches like this. Shane, yeah, this is commonplace for him. But to see The Miz in this match, I think that is kind of what set it apart. And if anybody else was in the position, I probably wouldn't look at it in such high regard. But I like this. I like where this is going, and I think... I said this last week, but I think Miz could kind of step up and be the scene the of this era, just with that, if, if he is that kind of aggressive baby face.
0: I don't know.
2: Yeah, you brought that up last <laughs> week. Um,
0: I don't... I see where you're. I see where you're coming from. I don't think he could. He's consistent, but I do see He's exactly what you're saying.
1: And it, oh yeah, and this impressed me from Miz. This impressed me, and I didn't think Miz would do things like this, and and I was okay with that. But now that he did, kudos to you, my man.
2: So for me, I will agree with you for a false Con anywhere match.
0: I'd say they covered an average amount of real estate. I mean, we've seen falls <laughs> count anywhere matches go into hallways, going to, to go, yeah, the kind of hallways, going to parking lots, going to bathrooms. Rooms, but Yeah, so we didn't see any of that. So I, I'll give you that it, an average amount of real estate. It went into the stands. Um, the At notes least I have here, your way back
1: up into the crowd who had to sit behind the fucking entrance ramp good (laughs) god i was so mad to see that they had people back there and then i saw people posting pictures of the angle where you can't see nothing and and it's not like you can even get a back bird's eye view into the backstage because it's all fucking tarped off you can't see nothing down there. yeah
0: that was that was stupid that was Uh, unprofessional mm. never should have happened they just wanted to break that record that's all before before we started recording, I even said I thought that that giant Tron screen <laughs> was awesome. Mm. But the fact that it blocked that many people from seeing the show is not
1: awesome. You just
0: shouldn't have had those fucking people back there. You should have never made. Those no, that available. that should have all been blocked mm. off. A hundred percent. It should have been just uh, a production. Mm. So so what I gotta say? I thought this match was slow. I thought this match was boring, especially for a false count anywhere match. I get it's a mismatch. Um, but if you if if we're gonna start talking about matches compared to their participants, a Shane match would have been way higher than this. A Miz match would have been way lower. So at best they evened each other out into an average match. I I I didn't mind the ending. I actually thought the ending worked. I did really like the golf cart spot yes. where he back body dropped him over the railing onto the top of the golf and cart. And the ground. Yeah, just because it was fun and different, and I like that. It was kind of ruined for me
1: seeing that there is like um plastic floor underneath <laughs> the matting and stuff around, right. like it's all like screwed together with plastic screws and shit. So it's it's all much more cushy than it normally is.
0: Yeah. Oh, and it should be. Yeah. I'm, I mean, okay that's, I, I guess you have to do that for when you're Shane in and stadium, Miz. I'm okay with it yeah, otherwise you're just on grass. If this was Jimmy Havoc right. and Sammy Callahan, I'd have said fuck you. <laughs> yeah. No. Right. Right. Which, uh, by the way, I didn't even put this in my notes. I don't know. Did you see the Sammy Callahan, uh, Jimmy Havoc monsters ball match? No, I don't think so. So, after watching that match where they were literally stapling pieces of paper to each other... I've seen that, but I don't
1: know if it was that match.
0: ...and and literally fucking dumping salt into open wounds and shit, this really lacked. And don't get me wrong, I don't expect WWE to do that. I did see that match. But, again, come on, do something. My very last note of this match, Pacey, says... Sort of lazy for a Falls Count Anywhere match... Other than the end, and I agree with that. I think, I think there was nothing to this match other than the end and the one golf cart spot, and I didn't like it at all. That that's just my opinion. I'll give you a chance to rebuttal, and we'll just move on. I won't even argue after that. Well, my
1: whole rebuttal is that it's, it's a mismatch. You don't see that very often, and I just feel like this opens up uh, a whole new venue for Miz to develop this character in the future. I don't know.
2: I can it dig probably it. Wasn't,
1: it's not not the best match on the card. I, I maybe had that illusion at a moment in time, but that was while I was watching it. And at the time, <laughs> it was probably the best match on the
2: card. Uh, maybe. I'd give it the four-way above that, but that's just me personally. <clears throat> I've also kind of
1: followed the story. You know, I Watching yeah. the weekly shows, oh, yeah. I have a little bit more of investment into what's going on.
0: And, and speaking of four-way tag matches, Pasty, up next we have yeah, the four-way the WWE <laughs> Women's Tag Team Titles Match. Woo! Where we've seen the Boss and Hug Connection defend their titles against the teams of Anaya Jackson Tamina, hmm. Beth Phoenix and Natalia, Billy Kay and Peyton Royce. Tasty, this. Again, this was a match. I didn't
1: expect this match to be good. It wasn't bad. I did expect the Iconics to walk away your new women's tag team champions.
0: I didn't, but let me just say, I'm so much more happier that they won it than anybody else. Yep. Like, that's who I wanted to win. That's not who I thought was going to win. They were entertaining that's who I wanted to win. Yeah, obviously that isn't who even the participants thought was going <laughs> to win. And again, we'll get into that. no place. <laughs> but um, I, I, I am super uh, for the fact that, um, oh, let, let's go out here and say both Pasty and I picked The Miz to win the last one. We lost. Pasty's up two to one on me because he picked Ustos and I picked Alistair Black and Ricochet, which I don't think we did. We had a this pay-per-view. This was good. And so this next one here, I had picked the Boss and Hug Connection. I thought they were going to retain their titles. I thought they were going to have a lengthy title run. You picked I know. You picked the iconics, which um, which and I'm gonna say right now was the right choice to put the titles on them. them And they're the ones yes, they're the ones who should have won it originally. So I'm gonna go out there and say, out of
1: all the teams.
0: So, right here, Pasty pulls pulls a, a good lead on me, three to one, because he got the Iconics. I got the Boss and Hug connection. Um, do you have much to say about this? No, not really. Iconics won. Yeah.
1: I, I, think I have in my notes. I was about Beth Phoenix, but I can't quite remember.
0: Uh, I have in the notes, like the men's uh, four way tag title, it was just lacking. But it did what it could with the gimmick they were in. There's not a lot you can do. Four ways are hard on their own. When you make it a tag four way, it's just hard to make anything good. When you put
1: these teams into it, it doesn't help very much either.
0: The very last (laughs) note I have on here, pasty, Love the Iconics winning with an exclamation point. So perfect.
1: And they were great. They were the the relief of the match. They were funny. (laughs)
0: They they were them the whole time. They are
1: what I want them to be, uh, shades of Lay Cool.
0: Yeah, Lay Cool, but could wrestle. Yeah, yeah, I like yep. that. Yeah, I, I completely, I completely dig that. Up next, pasty. Am I okay with saying uh, the match of the the match of the pay per view? Yep. Best oh, match. yeah, Very much. Uh, all right, best match of Crowd the pay per view. folks, alone. coming in. No shit. Coming in at 23 minutes and 45 seconds. Ah, Tasty every minute. Which, if this was a bad match, would be super long. And as a great match, I was surprised when it was over. We got the WWE title match. Daniel Bryan defending his hemp title against Kofi Kingston. And Kofi Kingston won. Ah. Which, um... Neither one of us thought would happen, but i actually i actually I put him down as my guy, pasty mm-hmm. just just out of faith. you gotta have faith, as they say um I, I I talked to you before we started recording, and I said that you could tell the matches I loved because there was not a lot of notes written. The main event I actually had a decent amount of notes written. I have zero <laughs> notes written about this one. It was just fucking fantastic. I, I was it. just
1: watching it. it. I love I, I love that watching it. Daniel Bryan's career at this point boils down to you either die a hero or live long enough to become the villain.
0: Oh my gosh! It's you pulled exactly out a, that. A, a Batman
1: reference. It's more than a Batman reference. Batman used it, but I don't think that's where it came from.
0: That that is where it came from no. from, from that movie, The Dark Knight, no. or no, from uh, the third one, the Bane movie.
1: No, because I, I swear I heard it before that movie. You didn't, Pasty. Nah, well, did. that's not what we're
0: here to fucking argue I about. Adage.
1: I just think it's an old adage. <laughs> it's it's it not. It's,
0: it never fucking happened before that movie. <laughs> give give that motherfucker, uh, um, Christopher Nolan, a little bit of fucking no. credit, okay? No, I won't. God we'll damn it. it. But let's talk about the match, Pasty. God damn it was fucking amazing. Okay, so we had a lot of fucking, we had a lot of holds. Yes. We had very little um, aerial, which was surprising. Well,
1: Daniel Bryan is we, playing heel, and so he's playing heel. He's not doing those things.
0: Well, yeah, but even from Kofi Kingston, we didn't get as much as I thought we would get. We didn't get any interference from the New Day. Nope. Which was perfect. You, you, you couldn't. No, no interference would have been okay. Right. You had to have Kofi Kingston fucking win this one. It was just this was the feel good WrestleMania moment that I don't think we've had in we a had long it had time. It since like the Daniel really... Bryan
1: went through this exact thing with Triple H. Yeah, this is it's a carbon copy match of him and Triple H from four years ago,
0: except for the fact that I mean, better Daniel Bryan isn't Triple right. H. He wasn't. He wasn't thrust upon us with other us but wanting he's been him. And he can work. And oh yeah, yeah. He he flipped the script on him, and, and that's perfect. That that's the best way yeah, to do it. I love that. Here.
1: I'm pretty sure Triple H said that to him in their match.
0: Yep. Yep. A hundred percent. So it's ah oh, so satisfying, so oh, heartwarming. No, it's just that so, story. The
1: whole story of mm-hmm. Daniel Bryan becoming everything that he hated, and he hasn't even realized it yet. Like I waiting for that kind of shit to happen. But I'm hoping he just not make
0: a This match right here, pasty, was hot cocoa with tiny little marshmallows in it uh, on a snowy winter day while you're looking outside and you're looking at both Cardinals and Blue Jays at the same time. (laughs) That's what this match was. I'm so
1: happy you got that from
0: this feud because I've been waiting for this for you. I did. 100%. That's what I got. I got internal peace from this match. Truly, I'm I that's not me like fucking this this isn't hype uh hyperbole. This is not hyperbole. This is me saying I I had inner peace watching this match. And that's this is what pro wrestling can do and this is what WWE so rarely does and when people call me a WWE hater When I watch things like New Japan and Impact and MLW and even NXT and they say, you're just a hater shit. It's a match like this that it's hard to describe how you can just get inner peace from watching something. Not everybody can. Hmm. Some person can watch this match and just think it's boring or stupid and just turn away and walk away. But then something else, you know, looking at a painting... Or, or building a model airplane or something, or, or rebuilding an engine, gives them inner peace. This gives me inner peace. I truly felt that one with the universe While during this Kofi's match. While Kofi's
1: stomping Daniel Bryan's head into the ground, you're, you're reaching I, what, what, maximum
0: Nirvana. I was at Nirvana. I mean, whether that's fucking creepy or, or not, and it may be, but truly, I was. This is this is what I live for. But this how is why. i did you
1: feel, Ryan, when he's getting his head stomped in? <laughs> I was so Basically. sad. I'm like, why? This... Would... I know he does this to people now, and he's getting his comeuppance. But why do you do this? He's a fragile little baby boy.
0: This match is why I do this podcast, Pasty. It's so good. I don't. I don't do this fucking match.
1: Get things like this so right
0: and get so much wrong. You know the problem is it's it's the numbers game. It's like me at a bar. I'll go up and talk to seven women, and I'll go home and fuck one. But if I were to go out and know I could only talk to one woman. I'd probably go home with that one woman and fuck her.
1: Well, I was thinking you were gonna but say seven women. <laughs> since I know
0: that there's, since I know that there's seven women, I'll go out and hit on seven of them and just fuck one. And that's WWE. They're like, oh, look at all these matches we can have. Let's just throw them together. I mean, more matches, make one more drink? matches, more matches. Yeah, why not? Just fucking. Next do year, it. Next year
1: WrestleMania will be two days. It's coming. Um, It's going to be a weekend event in
0: itself soon. This should, and I'm going to double underline should, become a WrestleMania Classic match, and I hope it does. Um, It's going to in my life. I go back and watch what I want to. We'll see. We'll see how that goes. Um, Speaking of eras... That's a weird transition. United States title match. Yeah, it was it was a very short era. (laughs) This match, Samoa Joe, uh, defended his title against Rey Mysterio in a match I literally missed. I didn't think happened, pasty. I didn't know this match happened. I didn't think it happened. I thought it was gone. It certainly happened. You'll have to. You'll have to. To my disappointment, because this
1: was our tiebreaker for the end of the show. Will Samoa oh, Joe second. have then, a
0: match? Can I? Can I? Did Doctor Thugonomics come before or after this? Because I did see Doctor of Thugonomics. Uh, it was probably before this then. Okay, well let's call it after. Go ahead and talk All about right. the match. So
1: this was a match. Samoa Joe came out. Rey Mysterio came out. Rey Mysterio went for a six-one-nine. Samoa Joe caught him in a coquina clutch, and Rey Mysterio went to sleep.
0: Okay, we both picked some mojo. So then the Doctor of Thuganomics come out. Was this for um, Elias? Yep. Or Elias where did, was, was going to do it? a concert.
1: Okay. Elias was on guitar in the ring. Elias was on piano on the screen. And Elias was on drums on the screen. What? Elias. I missed all of that. Yep.
0: I'm sick of Elias. I ain't going to lie. Oh, I love Elias still. I'm sick Tuesday. of him. I ain't going to lie. <laughs> Doctor Thugonomics was awesome though. We got the old school John Cena back, baby. Gang for life. This is what this is what got him where he is. This was thing. You know what's amazing, Pacey moment. What's amazing, Pacey is there's a lot of people who watched this WrestleMania who has never right? seen that side of yep. John Cena. Yep, that's just for us. And, And to be fair, I didn't watch during that time, but I do know Uh about it and I've seen clips of it. So, so I mean, obviously, I'm not a 12 year old child. Am I? Uh, Some days. No, I'm not. Some days. But, um, (laughs) depends on what topic we're debating. So, (laughs) yeah, that is true. I can get childish, (laughs) Loke. Um, but no, truly, I, I, um, I didn't watch it live as it happened which maybe made this better for me because it was like, oh, this is cool. I dug it. I was really into it, and I liked the the rap that he busted out. I don't remember any of it, but when I watched it, I was like, oh, shit, that's a little more, more than PG than I thought. Yeah. Yeah.
1: It was good, though. Uh, I wish there would have been a little bit more to it. Uh, I also feel like he didn't look like he was very pleased to be doing it.
0: He called it the FU. I did mark out for that. I marked out for that. Because there's a lot of kids that don't even know what the fuck the FU is. Let alone the STFU. So that was cool. I marked out for the FU. That was
1: super dope. And and like when it boils down to it, you have those WrestleMania moments with returning legends. For John Cena to be able to fill that role now as that character, that was was great. (laughs) It's kind of crazy, isn't it?
0: It is great. <laughs> no amount oh, of the we rock gotta...
1: flamethrowers can <laughs> can add
0: up to that, that moment. That was horrible. We got to keep moving. We're going a little late here, yep. Pasty. Um we can skip through the next couple pretty quickly, I think, and and maybe hit the yeah, main hey, Roman hard, Reigns but beat
1: Drew McIntyre, that happened.
0: Uh, Who, he didn't give a I shit. I really
1: wanted Drew to win. Did you see how Roman was like all out of it every time Drew hit him with something? That's what I was talking about last night. You, you i did, I literally
0: it. didn't even put that in my notes. Oh. I completely didn't put Roman Reigns, Drew McIntyre in my notes. <laughs> I skipped right over it's that. Okay, so, that's yeah. What kind of
1: match you got? 10 minutes, yeah, 10 seconds.
0: Exactly. It was stupid. Um, up next, we're going uh, uh Yeah. Oh, 100%. Worst match on the um, card comes up worst next. Worst match though. of the. Okay. Thank you. I was going to ask you if this yes, was the worst match. The worst match. <laughs> Okay, so I, I wanna, I wanna, t- I wanna say my notes first and I'm gonna let you do your thing because I just have to say yeah, my notes. Ahead. Batista versus Triple uh. H in a, um, if Triple H loses, he'd retire match. I obviously picked Triple H because I know how he is at WrestleMania and he was stupid and was like, oh, they'll cater to Batista cause he's a star. No, it's fucking Triple H. I just
1: think Triple H is making these guys in NXT they come up and they don't get used properly and maybe he wants to step aside so they can
0: no he doesn't he doesn't he hasn't fucking ego bigger than Hulk Hogan oh I know he's and nobody he's fucking mentions DX that The members to infiltrate all elite it's fucking sick so anyways so here's my notes pasty Batista's first thing he does when he gets into the ring trips on the ropes I put shaking my head. I literally wrote S M H, shaking my head because I shook my head. Then I got Triple H's entrance is just a crappy CGI short followed by him riding on the back of a. And in parentheses, I got badass because it was a badass go kart. And they didn't even dress up the driver. The car wasn't it's just the same a random it dude. The
1: CGI either. It had a top on. It, wasn't. it, it Looked completely different.
0: It was Triple a completely H was different. was driving Doom it, and not hanging
1: off the back of it.
0: And, and this dude is just some random guy that I grabbed backstage to drive him to the ring. They didn't even put him in a fucking outfit. So I put shaking my head after that. I have a good thing, followed by a horrible thing. Channel locks to the fingers was cool. I really liked yes. that, Pacey. I liked he took the channel locks out and he started fucking raking on the fingers. That was awesome. Pacey... Triple H ripped out Dave Bautista's nose ring. Guess what didn't happen after that? Bleeding. He didn't fucking bleed.
2: That's because
1: Bautista covered his face for a whole three minutes trying to take the nose oh. ring out.
0: After Triple H quickly feigned it. Yeah. The worst thing about that. So that's bad. First of all, that's bad. You don't. You don't do an. That may uh, have been the nose first ring time thing you
1: out. got to hear him conversing with the ref. First of many times. <laughs>
0: Yeah. So you you don't have somebody ripping an old ring out without you having fake blood ready to go, okay? Yeah. So that's that's the first problem. The second problem, the whole time he's not bleeding, the announcers are talking about how much blood is on <laughs> his face.
2: And there's no freaking blood. No blood.
0: I couldn't believe how much they were pushing. His face was so bloody, and there's no blood. Oh, my God. This was horrible. This hurt me to watch. If Kofi Kingston and Daniel Bryan fucking gave me inner peace, this shit sent me to hell. It was painful. It, it was painful. Oh my god. It was painful if, and it was painful. If it was booked that
1: Triple H was supposed to lose this match part way through, he was like, nah, I'm calling an Audible. I'm not going out like this. You know what I mean? This yeah. was a disgrace. Nobody's career should end like this. But <laughs> Batista's did. No. And he's very proud of his match. <laughs> that's the sad part this was exactly what I wanted to give you guys on my way out
0: oh my god <laughs> it hurts it hurts so bad god
1: from tripping on the way in I tried to give him a pass on that shit too I was like okay that shit happens and then he walked around okay, and happens. slowly got in and called attention to it I'm like okay you're a fucking pimp don't let me down again he's like Oh, I will.
0: <laughs>
2: Hold my beard. <beer. laughs>
0: but who walked out a winner in this match, Pasty? Uh,
1: Triple H because of fucking Ric Flair. It all plays back well, to the first move in the fucking game. Because Batista attacked Flair to get Triple H's attention.
0: Okay, Triple H won the match, but the person that walks out a winner in this match is Titus O'Neil. <laughs> because this m- motherfucker no longer has the most embarrassing fucking entrance at a pay-per-view. Well,
1: he may People still, are gonna say... But he's always going to be compared to Batista
0: now. <laughs> yeah, they're all gonna say, Batista fucking tripped walking in the ropes, you son of a bitch. At least Titus's was a reason. Like, he was running full speed and, like, had everything going. Like, Batista just kind of gingerly walked in the ring and then my favorite
1: part of the match was when Batista was putting the steps on top of the announce table. And the ref is like, (laughs) the ref is like, when you get done putting the setting those up, you need to clear off the other table. And Batista turns around. He's like, what?
2: <laughs> and I know. The ref repeated right?
1: himself, and Batista's still clueless as to what he's supposed to do, so the ref goes and cleans off the table. Yeah, Batista
0: was really <laughs> off his out, game on this just one. He's
1: blown up beyond belief. Oh, in he the first winded, minute! As you could tell, he was first like, holy minutes. shit, this is a lot harder than I remember it being.
0: <laughs> this isn't any fucking Guardians of the Galaxy.
1: <gasps>
2: shit, I, you were I tell were you, <gasps> What?
1: No, we said <laughs> we were going to CGI the
0: entrance. Where's Rocket and Groot? I need Rocket and Groot.
1: Maybe if I stand really still, they won't be able to see me. That's what he. I swear,
0: I swear that motherfucker tried to snap his fingers. I swear he tried to snap his fingers. <laughs> I-, I love how positive he is about oh. it in the aftermath. Oh, he's. You know what? He's a fucking. He's a. He's the best a champ. part of
1: the match was getting to see Batista's entrance with Pyro.
0: That was that was good. That was, that was that the was whole good. reason
1: they invested in Pyro for Mania. They're like, we can't have him come out and do the gun thing
0: to nothing. <laughs> Without we'll it. We'll just see going to Pacy, we're gonna jump through the next okay. two matches and then we'll talk about the main event. Um we had Angles farewell match against Baron Corbin. Ugh. That was Pretty fucking awful. And then Angle um, no
1: sold it two seconds after Corbin ran. Corbin's no like, "Yeah, shit. I won." And then Angle's like, "Hey guys, I lost the match, and I love you. And can you please give me those sweet words?" <laughs> I was hoping he should have passed "You suck" onto Corbin as a curse because you can chant "You suck" to Corbin's theme <laughs> song. You can. I did it.
0: I think that would be good. That's what. And, and to be it. fair. I'm 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 cool that Baron Corbin won because if if a veteran is leaving, they should pass the buck to a young up and comer. That's cool. I, I had a few problems, Pacey. First, I didn't like that Baron Corbin just started wrestling in a button down and slacks. Not only does that look bad, but it just doesn't look like he cares.
1: Uh, but he's doing the corporate stooge thing still. You know what I mean? Um, or he thinks he's fine, corporate whatever. stooge, but even they don't take him seriously.
0: So now Baron Corbin's called WrestleMania's favorite son? Was that just for WrestleMania, or is that a thing, thing he has now? The guy now. was
1: reading off a sheet of paper. That's that's what they okay. do now, or that's what Corbin does anyway. It's part of his heel character.
0: Okay. Uh, um. Also stupid. Yeah. Baron Corbin, did You Can't See Me to Angle? Because
1: everybody wanted Cena, Why? Everybody wanted Cena to fight Angle for the retirement match.
0: Uh, that's stretching quite a bit and
1: after seeing it came uh, back as the doctor of thugonomics. I thought maybe it was going to happen still because he didn't really have a um, match with Elias. He just did some stuff.
0: You know what I mean? I do have a note in here. Angle's moonsault, although it missed was on yep. point and looked fluid. Yep. Awesome. The man hasn't missed a I would beat. say
1: angle looked better in this match than he has in any other match. I've seen of him since coming back to
0: WWE. And I'm gonna say that Angle losing to one end of days in his quote-unquote last match is sad at best and disrespectful uh, at worst.
1: Well, then he Not came cool. out on Raw to say goodbye and got attacked by Lars.
0: Yeah, it was barely five minutes. I don't think he's gone personally. That's why I said quote-unquote last match. On but Raw,
1: they said from in ring, so you'll probably still see him doing stuff, but you probably he won't compete. And then once again, they he's, he's going to be at Starcast, so it could all be up in the air.
0: Yeah, and they still should have treated this as his last but match, a- and a- they should have given him JR something better. They shouldn't
1: go after Kurt, too. You don't need a bunch of geriatric so, dudes. And I'm not saying Kurt's that old, but Kurt and, is... Beyond his usage date.
0: He's he's yeah. injured. He's injured. And next up we had the IC title <laughs> match. We had the demon Finn Balor defeated Bobby Lashley. We all knew he was gonna win well, because he was the, the demon. demon Balor. This this brought you and I to six and six. We both are are tied now. Six and
1: six with the demon. That's another
0: six. I know, right? So my notes here, Pacey, and I'll let you jot on. Uh, Finn Balor's entrance was fun, but either too much smoke or bad at camera angles screwed up the beginning. You couldn't see him at yeah. all. I also put down, you and I differ on this, but uh, I, I literally wrote it like this, so I'm going to speak it in the words of Kathy Bates. Contacts are the devil, Bobby Lashley. Um, he looked fucking stupid in those contacts. Eh. Take them out, you dumb motherfucker. I, I, did put, I did put Awesome Spear through the ropes to the yes. outside. And a nice power bomb uh, to Lashley, short. But I think that was the right call. It should have been a short. Need a
1: short matches on this fucking card. They couldn't yeah. all beat. four minutes and
0: five seconds. <laughs> I'm okay with that. Go ahead, Basti. Uh, I
1: like the contacts. Um, <laughs> ever since Hobson really came onto the scene, you know, he's African American dude with white contacts. I like that because it's striking and it stands out. And his yellow contacts, I think, really stood out, made him look a little bit more intense. Um,
0: I wish they would have put a story behind
1: it at least. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you can drop the mental story of, you know.
0: Whoa, today he has yellow eyes. Yesterday he didn't, and tomorrow he won't, but today. Well,
1: Balor wore paint. Yesterday he didn't, and tomorrow he won't. But he told you weeks in <laughs> advance he was going to, correct? So you wish Lashley would have said, At WrestleMania, I'm gonna
0: wear yellow
1: eyes.
0: At WrestleMania, Bobby Lashley is gonna become the boogeyman. If he would have just fucking done that, you know, I'm I'm the
1: Lashley. Can we get that on a Halloween episode? Can we see Bobby uh, Lashley as the boogeyman? We can. Will we? No, but we is can there a Patreon I can donate to see that happen. Nope.
0: Uh, What else you got on this one? It happened. Balor won. Okay. New champion. We all knew Finn Balor was going to win. That's cool. He deserves it. I like him as icy champion. They're never going to give him the belt back, the the main belt back again. So cool. Main event. Oh, oh, oh. This did not disappoint, Pacey. Uh, Other than I I have a note here of way too long a shot of Charlotte riding an Uh helicopter. Don't know what that was about. Stupid. And then the
1: band performance right after that,
0: it was very drawn out. You didn't like it. I liked it. It was. I um, mean, I'm going <laughs> I'm going to knock over you knock over your notes and then I'm going to knock over my notes. I'll let you get this in here and then get the last word really, cuz we got to keep a lot of moving.
1: notes. To say about this This was a good match. I had picked Charlotte Flair to win just because of the two championships on the line and I know how she's pretty favorite in the company and everything but uh no. Oh, yeah. We got Becky Two Belts, which is a new thing that she's calling herself. I, I like, like Two Belt Becky better, but I'll go with Becky Two Belts.
0: No, I actually like Becky. And belts she has better. came out ever since
1: saying she does not want to unify them. She wants to defend them both because she wouldn't be two belts or Becky two belts with one belt. I like that. So yeah, I think it's cool. Shows some workhorse on her end. It was a good match. Uh solid showcase on everybody's end. I I feel. Uh everybody, everybody. looked good. Ronda Rousey even um felt believable when she was vocal in the match, and that's something she struggled with in times. Um.
0: No, <laughs> just good, good times. So my notes I have. First of all, during the main event intros, they had audio problems where it kept cutting yeah. out. Um, I I have to treat WWE WrestleMania different than any other event. That is not acceptable. At least the power didn't go out. Um, yeah, well, no. I mean, again, if this was MLW, if this was Impact, if this was Lucha Underground, I I'd give them a pass. WWE WrestleMania, you don't fuck up yeah. the intros of the main event. Somebody fucked up there. That was amateur. I loved uh, Joan Jett and the Blackhearts Live. Um, even if it wasn't their greatest, I mean, even if it wasn't the best rendition of that song, I felt it really hyped everything up. Ronda came out looking like she belonged in the WrestleMania main event. She just fucking owned yep. it. Like, I believed every step she yes. took. And... Becky coming out last was an honor, even though it was probably the only call being as there was two champions and a non-champion. Right, yeah. So who do you have come out last? I, I get that. Uh, a couple things I have here. Becky did a drop kick to Ronda Rousey through the ropes as Ronda Rousey had Charlotte Flair in a hanging armbar. That was fucking badass. Um, just... Something I haven't seen before that looked really, 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 really cool. Then we had a moment where Ronda where Rhonda Rousey was no Right? Yes. Then we had a moment when Rhonda Rousey was getting chopped by Charlotte Flair. And Rousey says, You chop like a bitch. Charlotte Flair backhanded her across the face, hard <laughs> as shit. <laughs> like that was a, that was not a working no, no. chop. You know that that they had planned this spot, and she was just like fucking hit yeah, me with right. everything you got. I was like, UFC, I could take it. Oh, I loved that. That was awesome. Halfway through the match, Becky's hair looked like a yeah, lion's yep. mane. I think that was. The I just wanted point to point, point that, that out
1: the in the first place because her hair was maybe it was. I was like, that shit gonna be wild by the end.
0: <laughs> Whether it was or wasn't, I, there was just at a certain point where I was watching, I was like, holy shit, she looks like fucking Mufasa. I thought it was awesome. Uh, Exploder Suplex from the second rope was really awesome. I liked that. They did a double triangle spot to where Ronda Rousey had both Becky Lynch and Charlotte Flair right. in a triangle. Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah.
0: And then they ended up doing a powerbomb three times before she let go. First of all, yes, they struggled to pick her up all three times and it looked kind of rough. But that made it more but,
1: realistic.
0: Oh, thank you, Pacey. You literally just said what I was going to say. So you're uh, awesome. You're reading uh, my mind. I thought it was great. Um, the top turnbuckle disarm her, uh, I think would have been a great place for them to have had Becky, went Becky Lynch win. I think it would have been a better spot yeah, than where they had her win. I
1: didn't like the finish so much. Um, even, I'm, if I'm getting to that. even if don't it wasn't, don't you worry. Rough, I didn't like. The,
0: <laughs> we it, seen the it top rope to Spanish fly from Charlotte station. Flair. Yeah, we seen the top rope Spanish fly from Charlotte Flair to Becky yes. Lynch, and that was on oh, Super yeah. Point. Loved you can't
1: it. Tell she's dating a Mexican guy and been training in AAA gyms and shit.
0: Right. Ronda's <clears> route. <throat> Ronda Rousey's leg got fucked up somehow, and it was bleeding everywhere. I don't Apparently know what the she fuck happened. Hand in the match too. Well, that that didn't make her leg no, bleed. No. Glad uh, to see there was a little I bit of blood point. on Mania. <laughs> <laughs> right? Uh, I brought this up a little earlier. I said I was going to bring this up. I was not happy to see them bring gimmicks who, who into the it? match. Who was it? Was it Ronda
1: or Becky that had the fucking welt across her back, like right off the fucking bat?
0: Becky, Becky. What from yeah. I
1: missed what caused that?
0: Uh, I think it was from just getting thrown into the uh, into the shit, like getting thrown into that shit. That was some impressive welting. Because they didn't Holy bring shit. anything out until the right. table. Yeah. And they brought the table out. I was not happy about the table. And what I said was, I, I, I literally rolled this. Tables are for Not happy to see them bring in gimmicks, parentheses, table so far, parentheses. Well, after the first time, I I'm w-
1: always leery when <laughs> Becky goes after a table.
0: The, Every time I'm like I'm, I'm I'm not, don't I get it. it. But let me let, here, let me go. I said I said uh, I'm not happy to see them bringing gimmicks table so far. I want a wrestling match. Then I put yes, Ronda Rousey got rid of the table exclamation part Mark. Then I put no, Charlotte Flair brought it back with a frowny face. Uh, and I did put nice ending but the bo- but they botched it with Ronda Rousey's shoulders coming up. Not sure if botch was a work. Or a uh, shoot, but they will capitalize on it rightfully, anyways, Monday. You said they didn't capitalize nope, on Rousey
1: it. Ronda Rousey apparently broke her hand That's and, and is fucking out. Fucking stupid. Uh,
0: yeah, it's just. It's, Why wouldn't you capitalize on that, even if it was an accident? So because
1: Becky got her ass kind of kicked a little bit by Lacey Evans on Rousey. Oh, that's kind of yep. cool. Lacey Evans walked out like she was going to do her normal entrance and then turned around and walk back. But she walked up to Becky Lynch, looked at her for a couple seconds, and then straight punched her in the face. It was beautiful. Wow, good yep. for Lacey heels, Evans. Whooped her ass in high heels. I mean, Becky kind of did come out on top in the end, but
0: it was a good first showcase for <sighs> I Lacey. hope They got so much going for Lacey Evans. I hope they do her yep. right. Mm-hmm. She's got so much in her corner.
1: Honestly, Uh, honestly, as much as I want her to replace Charlotte Flair, I'm very much looking forward to her versus Charlotte Flair. Oh, 100. 100. They're the two
0: all-American women just fucking woo! Except Lacey
1: Evans is totally going to out-American her Flair ass.
0: (laughs) (laughs) And Flair should be the the heel. Lacey Evans, she's going to
1: be my favorite here for a long time, I think.
0: She's awesome. I, I got nothing negative to say about her. Uh Pacey, we had a tiebreaker. Would the Samojo match happen? I didn't think it happened. It did happen. We didn't need the tiebreaker anyway, so it doesn't matter. Uh Pacey, what grade did you give WrestleMania crown? a.k.a. WrestleMania 35? God,
1: this was it was a fun ride, and I watched it the whole way through, and it wasn't too painful. And I gave it a lot of credit for that. It was a fun watch. The, the entertainment spots were entertaining some of the stuff was kind of stupid and wonky but that happens um, and I looked at this more over the last 10 years than all WrestleManias altogether I gotta give this in recent times this is a A- WrestleMania damn near perfect but nothing in comparison to NXT TakeOver but I think we grade them on different scales to be honest
0: you have to you do have to I watched this in two settings uh, would have been three, except I did watch it with a lady friend of mine who doesn't watch pro wrestling, and that was kind of insightful. I, I thought that was cool. One thing I forgot to mention, which I'm going to mention now, uh, I was watching, like I said, with a lady friend of mine who doesn't watch pro wrestling in the Finn Balor-Bobby Lashley match. She literally said, oh, he's coming out with his son. That's awesome. <laughs> It was fucking Leo Rush with Bobby Lashley. <laughs> I laughed so fucking hard when she said that. She uh, thought he came up with her son. It's fucking Leo Rush. I want, her, uh, Leo, Rush, uh, I want,
1: I want Leo Rush to win the Connor Cure award.
0: I am I am comparing this I'm comparing this just first of all, I'm comparing this to WWE pay-per-view. Uh, no, I'm comparing this to wrestling in general, but I'm going to give it a a stricter condemnation because it's WrestleMania, and I feel they have built up that WrestleMania should be better than anything else. With that being said, I only really liked, like, really, really liked two of the matches. Um, had a few okay matches. Had a lot of matches I didn't like. I'm giving it a C- pasty.
1: So that brings us to a total average of B- and I think
0: that's a pretty fair grade. B- minus for WrestleMania 35, I think is fair. I think we can both agree on that. I think there were... It was a beautiful work of fan service all the way around. It was. They did that right. Um, Something they haven't done in the past few years was they let the, the faces win and they let the fans go home happy. And you know... I think all of us can agree. There were some really good moments and there were some really missed moments that shouldn't have been missed. And some of the great moments were moments you didn't even fucking expect. Yeah. So, awesome. We're running behind pasty. We're gonna jump right into the fucking news. We got Savage Sentinels coming up unless you got anything else to talk about WrestleMania. Nope.
1: It was a good show. Uh... I actually uh, one of the few WrestleManias I think I would ever watch a second time.
0: Watch it again, then. Um, something that happened during WrestleMania weekend was a really scary situation, though, Pasty. Yeah, it ended up it ended up all right in the end, but Bret the Hitman Hart, Pasty, was attacked mid-speech during the Hart Foundation Hall of Fame entered or induction. The uncouth prick was immediately tackled by Dash Wilder and Travis Brown who is Ronda Rousey's husband who is an MMA fighter so good for him yeah before re- being removed by the staff who needs security? the 20s where yeah. were they? The 26-year-old asshole from Lincoln, Nebraska who attacked Hart has been released from jail on $1,500 bail, should be more, and is set to return to court yesterday as of when you are hearing this, so we're not sure what happened as we record slightly earlier than when it's released. At the arrangement, prosecutors revealed the shithead told police that he felt quote, it was the right moment, unquote to attack Hart. And you let him out on bail. What the fuck that means? We don't know. That sounds
1: like psychosis to me you lock his
0: bitch ass up. So, if that doesn't sound crazy enough, the fucking ass Spelunker is no stranger to law enforcement as he was arrested and is at this point still awaiting trial for stalking an MMA fighter, Pasty, So, he's probably stalking Bret Hart as we speak. Probably. The fighter said (laughs) that he trained at the same gym as the assailant but stopped due to concerns over their actions. Brett recently released a statement on the incident and he said quote if there's one thing I want everybody to take away from the Hall of Fame ceremony is not so much what happened but how I wasn't going to let anything stop me from completing my tribute to my best friend and our oh you team. know he
1: wanted to leave you know he wanted to storm the fuck out of there though you could see it on
0: his face I think he wanted to punch the fuck out of hey, there well, dude,
1: somebody man. who did
0: It's good, it's good we got people that fucking just laid into it. A lot of fucking news today, Pasty. Well, we got a lot of comings, we got a lot of goings, go ahead.
1: Revival did get shitted on for Dash. Dash? Dawson. Dash? Which one was the one who punched the guy after he was already being like taken out and totally under control? Well, you you
0: got the fucking page up, you could just fucking read, can it, read it, but okay, so it was Dash Wilder. Okay. It was the one you didn't say it right. was. That's, that's <laughs> where I'm like, which that? one didn't I say it was?
1: <laughs> no, but punched him in the head as they're getting him out. Knocked him out again. You could see him go right to his knees. Oh, fuck yeah. Beautiful. Just fucking But the problem is, him. And it's good. When you hit a guy after he's already being detained. I mean, when it's in the heat of it, it's all good. And I want as many people to get their licks in as possible because fuck that guy. But when it's already done now, now you've assaulted him. And that probably didn't rub Vince right, seeing as in the pre-show of WrestleMania, the Revival lost their tag team titles to Zack Ryder and Curt Hawkins. And Curt Hawkins is the one who got the pinfall, ending a 269 uh, match losing streak.
0: Yeah, which is really sad because Vince, as an old school promoter, should have been all for yeah. that. And um, and I get it, publicly traded company. I mean, I, I get all the shit with it. But God, is there a fucking judge in the world that would convict nope. him, Dash Wilder, for fucking punching nope. that dude? I mean, Bret Hart is not only a fucking icon, but at this point in his life, he's pretty fucking crippled. Like, not completely crippled, but he's kind of crippled.
1: Well, and it's in my opinion, too, that Vince doesn't much like the revival and they only really had the championships because they wanted to leave.
0: I'm glad he socked the fuck out of him. The dude is is a worthless asshole. Um, And that's why every. Point that I that we had a fucking a uh, proper noun. We let you know that he was an asshole. Uh, a lot of comings and goings though, pay Steve. People coming into places, leaving places, a lot of shit going on. PW insiders reporting that Robert Evan, Evans 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 <laughs> do you fuck. I don't know. What's the motherfucker's name? Let's just call him R.D. Evans, go. okay? He used to wrestle for both Ring of Honor and Shikara before joining the WWE creative team in 2016. Well, this guy was let go by WWE. More Hall of Fame news here, Pacey. He he was let go after he took the blame for including Vince McMahon's name in the speech at the WWE Hall of Fame by Bret the Hitman Hart. According to the report, Evans was fired on the spot by, by Vince McMahon backstage at gorilla position. While the WWE Hall of Fame ceremony was still going on, the speech, as we mentioned, was Bret Hart's Heart Foundation induction, but no word as of yet if that is indeed the one. Now, folks might realize later on, Degeneration generation X dropped McMahon's name over and over again in their speech, which was, uh... In beef sticks podcasts opinion very unprofessional and disrespectful reference to the controversial ongoing early in the evening. It is it has been heavily emphasized over the years that McMahon doesn't want his name mentioned in the speeches and uh, that's what happened It's gonna happen. He
1: owns the company.
0: Nobody but would do you be there. Fire people Vince. For no, it? You shouldn't
1: fire people over it. Vince should fucking deal with it. Oh, you don't want to be honored in this ceremony that honors people in your company that you made. You built these people. You okayed their storylines. You cultivated and crafted this. Of course, you're a part of their story. So be a part of it. He just doesn't want them saying negative things. And I think if this guy got fired, I think it was probably for some of the things that was in Brett's speech that Brett was allowed to say. Because a lot of it was kind of jabby at Vince and the way he used to run things.
0: I'm gonna be honest, Pasty. All I watched was the DX one so far. I haven't gotten a chance to watch the oh. Hall of Fame. I plan on watching it over the weekend, and I have not, so I don't even know what happened. We can during talk about the DX thing speech. for a moment.
1: Did DX really just get inducted into the Hall of Fame to talk shit about new, uh, all, all elite wrestling?
0: So I think I think we have to. And talk And that raises about that. a very
1: hefty concern in my eyes, too. But yeah, yeah, let's uh, let's discuss that for a second.
0: Okay, so first of all, let's just let's let's just run down the references. Okay, so first, I
2: think the first reference,
0: uh, I'm trying to think here now.
2: The first reference
0: was when was, was when Billy said, "Well, Vince can't fire me. He can't fire me. Uh. I don't work for him." And Triple H said, Vince will just buy that, buy piss that little pissant company, piss company to fire you. just yeah. to fire you again. Um, then they moved on to a point where he, he was talking they talked about, being about the NWO. Yeah.
1: And. I- a- oh, yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Triple H talked about him being uh, VP, he, uh, Executive Vice President. And he said, you just give anybody the title of Executive Vice President, and they think that they're important. Obviously, Cody Rhodes, uh, um, um, Bucks and Kenny um, Omega, Nick Jackson, yeah. and Matt Jackson are all and Executive Vi- Oh, and Kenny Omega yep. are all Executive Vice Presidents of AEW. Then... They brought up the NWO and the NWO gave up the old Too Sweet sign and the the obligatory Too Sweet! Woo! Woo! Too Sweet! Woo! Woo! came out. And Triple H got aggressively salty. Oh, man, he got just fucking angry. (laughs) It was scary how angry he got, wasn't it? I don't know what the hell that is,
1: but what we did back in our day was cool. You guys can have that.
0: Yeah, he said that he he didn't say it, but oh my God, as I was watching... I seen his in his eyes, and I heard his speaking, and he wanted to say that was gay. <laughs> yeah, yep. He's 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 business savvy enough <laughs> that he that he filtered himself. He wanted to say that was gay. Yes. I could just I, did, I I don't know what it is, but I could see it. He wanted to say that was gay. He didn't say gay. He said s- stupid, mm. or he said something. Uh, it wasn't quite gay, but. And then towards the end, they were talking about Billy Gunn and they talked about how he, uh, oh, how he, yeah, he, he didn't do something. And then he was like, well, thank you for being, being a part of us. And thank you for being all in. Yeah. Oh yeah.
1: Yeah. Thank you for being all in. Yeah. Yeah. So Billy oh. Gunn. And it's just
0: like, uh,
1: You know, they're... Are you ready for Pacey's
0: quick conspiracy corner here? Well, give me a second and I'll give it to you, okay? First thing I want to say, you you listen every now and then to uh, Bruce Pritchard Something to Wrestle With, right? And you listen... Do you ever listen to 83 Weeks with Eric Bischoff? I tried once. Anybody who knows anything about the Monday Night Wars knows WWF never mentioned WCW until... WCW was beating them uh-huh. in the ratings. WCW brought up WWF a lot until they were beating WWE in the ratings. You don't attack another company unless you're threatened exactly. by them. They're threatened. This this was super. Uh, this really showed that they're yeah, threatened don't bring by up Vince McMahon, WPC. But
1: definitely talk about this other company as much as you can.
0: Yeah, so go ahead and let let me hear your conspiracy corner look.
1: So, as we know, Billy Gunn is contracted as a producer for All Elite Wrestling.
0: That is? He's been in
1: interviews about All Elite Wrestling, and he kind of does not see them to compete with WWE. In in such a mindset that I don't think anybody else in the company has. Like, they're like, we'd like to. And he's just like, no, they won't. And then he gets inducted into the Hall of Fame. I think Triple H planted him. And now that he's contracted in, bringing them into the Hall of Fame and doing this was his like, yeah, we got your boy. And guess what? Our next WrestleMania is coming to Florida and we're fucking pirating your ass. And now with this next news story that we're going to get into, I think the web might get weaved a little bit deeper, but... Honestly, if Triple H planted Billy Gunn, it's kind of already too late for All Elite to do anything about it but to let it ride until he does something, right?
0: You know, people thought that Hall—people to this day say Hall and Nash were put into WCW uh-huh. to destroy them.
1: Exactly, and they were Triple H's boys.
0: Yeah, they're all part and of the Triple H's
1: has got that ruthless mindset. He's the cerebral assassin I don't for ha- a fucking reason.
0: Let me say this, I don't agree with you, but let me say I also exactly see the dots that you're connecting. Oh, yeah. I do I do see them. I don't agree with you. I don't think that's correct. I don't think that's true, but I can 100% see the dots that you're connecting. Uh-huh. They're there. The dots are and there. And that's why
1: DX I don't know that they're being connected. and why 90% of their shit was trying to shit on all elite
0: so let's so let's bring in some uh some other some other news that might shed some light yeah. on this pasty because p w insider has also reported that Billy Gunn's best the friend road dog Jesse james. <laughs> has made the decision to resign from his lead writer position on the SmackDown brand. Now, some of you who might have uh, paid attention to Twitter know that BG James, Road Dogg James, Brian James, he has always gone above and beyond to defend the WWE product ad nauseum to where it was fucking stupid. Where he was saying stupid shit like, hey, if you don't fucking like it, you're dumb. Okay, yeah, that makes sense. But multiple sources have said that James has had ongoing frustrations with the last-minute script changes made by Vince McMahon. And it reached a, quote, breaking point this past Tuesday in Brooklyn for the SmackDown after WrestleMania. Now, there is no word as to who will be replacing James in this role as of yet. But there's more news to this, Pacey. Pro Wrestling Sheet released an unauthenticated report, so take this with a grain of salt. But this reads, Sources tell us it was a mutual decision to change Brian's position with the impending move to Fox on the horizon, and not necessarily him, quote, stepping down. We're told WWE wants to keep his position flexible at this time, and use him as a utility player so that they can see where he'd fit best going forward. So, Beefsticks listeners, as of now, it's kind of unknown if Road Dog will, in fact, take another role in the company. He could possibly take a break from the industry as a whole, or possibly, Pasty, he could join his buddy Billy Gunn in Maybe. AEW.
1: Man, all that shit Triple H was saying you about you guys, it's just, it's not cool. I'm here to say with you guys, honestly, All Elite needs to start checking their shit, and maybe not accepting all this WWE come over, because Triple H has been here and done this, and you guys are young and dumb, and, and... He's placing his pawns. I almost have to wonder if Chris Jericho might have been the first plant. Him going to New Japan was to scout this rumor of something that might be happening.
0: You know, as Ice Cube once said, Pasty, you better check yourself before you wreck yourself. Yeah chiggity check yourself before you riggity wreck yourself. This
1: shit would not surprise me. And they, they do, they need to. Uh, I mean, I, I, I don't think Jr. would be part of that. But goddamn,
2: you don't no, know. You though, don't do you? know.
0: You don't know. It's not
1: like Vince hasn't owned Jr.'s ass before.
0: It's not like Vince hasn't made JR do some humiliating, disgusting mm-hmm. stuff before. Moving on to humiliating, disgusting individuals, former ACW champion Rhino has had his profile removed from WWE.com's active roster section and into its alumni section. Rhino's contract is set to expire in mid July, and the hardcore legend has stated that he wants to continue wrestling, but he's not sure that WWE will re sign him. Hey, all elite.
1: Can I come over there?
0: Uh, I hope not. No, no just. Send
2: Let's him let
1: him go to like MLW and is. Impact.
2: <laughs>
0: yeah, MLW Impact. He'll be fine there. Some big news though, Pasty. This is actually really big news and something that we need to delve into. We're going pisses a little long, but it, fuck, we knew we out. were going to. I don't know that this pisses me off. I'm I'm on the I'm on the edge of this, so let's let's tell the let's tell the story and then we'll talk about it. The Wrestling Observer newsletter stated that Sasha Banks was blindsided by the news that the Boston Hook connection would be dropping their NX or their WWE women's tag team titles to the Australian Duo of the Iconics. She found out the planned result at the last minute and had previously thought that she and Bailey would get a lengthy title reign to establish the new belts, which makes sense. Considering the team's promise of defending the titles on all three WWE brands it's safe to assume that there are plans in place for that to be the case, that they would have a long run. However, pasty, as Vince McMahon changes as he wants, those planes shifted last minute to making the Iconics the champions at WrestleMania. So now, after losing the match, Sasha reportedly attempted to quit, but she was instead given a few weeks to, quote, think things out, before finalizing her decision. Some in the company see her decision to quit as rash, which I would, and want to make sure she considers all of her options. Although, on Wednesday's episode of The Wendy Williams Show, Williams announced that Sasha Banks would not be making her scheduled appearance due to a, quote, family emergency. The episode was set to be filmed Tuesday, and when Banks missed the filming, the show staff and insiders were said to be, quote, fuming that the boss bailed at the last minute. Sean Ross Sapp of Fightful released a report stating, quote, Whatever the situation surrounding Sasha Banks Many on the SmackDown crew had no idea that she'd even missed her morning obligation, let alone reclude in about what was going on. Added Beefsticks note here, not from this report, she had tweeted about it the evening before. I don't recommend that WWE staff has to watch all of the WWE people's tweets ahead of time. I just want to make that noted that she did mention on tweet that she would not be able to make it. She ended up posting a very melancholy tweet on Monday, Pacey, and it said, There is something about the way life happens today that makes it hard to look ahead. There are things that make it difficult to laugh, difficult to live the way you want. There are things that make it almost impossible to trust where you are or to believe in where you want to be. You look around and life is happening way too fast. Sometimes it feels like the moments are gone. Everything happens all at once and right away. We're marching towards destiny we cannot understand. Towards the kingdom of convenient. Then one day you look up and you can't find the meaning. Your crisis of purpose and passion is acting up. But they tell you that that's supposed to be normal. Well... I don't want normal. I want magic. Cause that's the place that feels like home to me. That's the place where I remember what dreams look like, where meaning is effortless and purpose is simple. That's the place where love still matters. I want that feeling of coming home again. I want to feel like myself. I want that magic. First of all, that's fucking beautiful. <laughs> it is. I'm going to steal that. I'm fucking so stealing that. And it's very ambiguous. It doesn't say anything, obviously. Uh, but no matter the actual reason for her taking time off, all sources have confirmed that Sasha was very unhappy with the title change at Mania. What you got, Pacey? Uh, he's fucking...
1: I'm getting sick of it. WWE brats who don't get what they want and threaten to leave to get what they want. You're throwing a fucking tantrum. It's a business. It has to keep moving. You're not always going to get your way. Oh, you think you're going to have a long title run? What the fuck has WWE done with you and Bailey that makes you think
2: you're going to have a long title run? They couldn't even give you a long, lengthy feud
1: And now they're potentially giving you the opening to make that feud happen. And you want to walk away from the company that's paying your bills. I don't know. I think, I think not everybody can be at the top. Base and people hot. need to know their place. It's... It was... Know your role! Fucking the revival. <laughs> We're gonna... We want out. You're not doing anything right with the tag team division. We want out. Okay, you're the tag team champs now. Okay. Now we got big heads. We think we're over ourselves. Punch a guy in the head after he's been restrained already. Got too big for your britches. Vince Put you in your place. Fucking don't be a fucking special snowflake in a company that employs however many fucking people more than it should. Go find something else. But don't pull this,
2: if I don't get my way, I want to be done. If everybody did that, they wouldn't have anybody on the roster.
1: I'm sick okay. of it. So first it's of getting all, worse. I'm going to say... My biggest complaint is it keeps getting worse. Fuck it.
0: I'm going to say I'm fine with <laughs> what you said. I'm not going to say I agree with it, because it's a super gray area. Yeah. Super gray, But I'm going to say I'm fine with what you said, and I I understand 100% what you said. So first of all, I'm going to rebuttal. I'm going to play devil's advocate here, Pasty. I'm going to purposely play
2: the role of the person against you just so that we can get all points across, okay? Gotcha. All right. Um, HBK. Fake being injured twice... To not drop the title to Brett,
0: and he lost his smile once to not drop the title. Brett refused to drop the title to Sean, ended up in Montreal screw job. Hogan has refused to drop the title. Stone Cold left the company because he didn't want to drop the title to Brock Lesnar. Uh, this isn't a new thing. This isn't a, a snowflake entitled thing. This is a pro wrestling thing. It's an ego thing. It's it's not new. It, that's my no, opinion. No, but it's happening
1: all too often right now. What you just stated out was once in an era.
0: No, it isn't once in an era. The whole fucking Sean Michaels did it three times. Well, Sean Michaels. Holy shit! And then it was Stone Cold, which was what three <laughs> years after Sean Michaels. <laughs> It's pro wrestling, Pacey. This is normal. Yeah, but now I will say Sasha Banks is not as big as any of the people I mentioned. I want to put that out there. So I do. I'm 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 fucking I'm putting it all out there, Pasty. I'm gonna be as as neutral as I can be, okay? So this happens all the time in pro wrestling, okay? We've had talks of Harley Race. Refusing to fucking show up to drop a title. I mean, it's it's happened since the beginning of pro wrestling. Yeah. So it's not a new thing. The second thing I want to say is Sasha Banks and Bayley maybe deserve better. They deserve
1: better, but they're not going to
0: get it where Um, they're at. You and I both have said that Iconics should have gotten it, and that's because of where WWE has placed them. They're a real tag team. Correct. Now, with that being said, it does not say that Sasha Banks said, I will not show up and defend the title or do this unless you give me a title match or unless you give me the title. What it says is Sasha Banks was willing to leave because she was not happy. I think she should be applauded for that. If you don't like where you are and you think that there are greener pastures, you should be allowed to it leave. It depends on what your motive is, though. What's is wrong her motive with that? Really to leave, what's wrong or is with her that? To get what she wants in a pay bump. Again, what's wrong with that? Has. I'm going to bring up my exact same. Has Hulk Hogan. Has Shawn Michaels, has Bret Hart, has any of those people ever used that tactic in the past? Fuck yeah, they have. That's a smart tactic to use to get what you want. So is she wrong in doing this? I say no. I say she's super smart in doing this. Because it's at, at this point, it's up to her. She either stays, she either gets what she wants... She doesn't get what she wants and she stays and she makes a living or she leaves and maybe she does better somewhere else or maybe she does worse. But I'm
2: going to say she's doing the right thing. Okay. It's a gray area. I'm a hundred percent on there that it's a gray area.
0: But I don't think she did it the wrong way. She didn't say,
2: fuck you. She just said, hey, I'm not happy. I want to go somewhere else. Somebody who's going somewhere else without
0: her being the person making that choice is Dasha Fuentes. You remember her, pasting? Probably <laughs> she's, she's got She was an NXT... Yeah, she's an NXT backstage uh She interviewer.
1: likes to wear was... full-on front dresses with the <laughs> boobs cut out of them.
0: That was her. <laughs> that was her pasty. She was signed to WWE in 2014 after having complete competed in several beauty pageants with the Miss America organization and being active in diving and gymnastics. But she is no longer with the WWE. According to a report from pro wrestling sheet, WWE and Fuentes parted ways this week's reason for her release from the company are not currently available. It's rain cleaning. But AEW has signed another talent to their women's division No. <laughs> Could have been. Wasn't. They announced recently that Hikaru Shida will join the promotion. The 30-year-old from Ka- Kanagawa Prefecture of Japan is a 12-year professional and also has a background Ooh. in acting. She most... Most recently, Shida has been wrestling for the Oz Academy promotion in Japan. But All Elite Wrestling's Aja Kong has been a frequent opponent of Shida's in that promotion. The Oz Academy, that would be. Shida has also wrestled for six years in the Ice Ribbon promotion as well. And she has wrestled with the Sendai Girls promotion, where she's worked with another AEW roster member, Pasty, Nyla Rose. Good get. This is a good get for them. I think they're going to do well with her.
1: You know, Fat Mac, you've been doing a really good job on this news, but I'm uh, going to give you a little bit of a break on this one, huh, buddy? Take it, buddy. Take it. I'm super stoked on this one. Uh, it's just This was a WrestleMania moment in a non-Wrestlemania fashion, and <laughs> it really put the cherry on the top of my weekend. According to the Wrestling Observer newsletter, Enzo and Cass's big moment at the G1 Supercard may have been less of a work than we all assumed. The former WWE stars hopped the railing after a match getting into a brawl with Bully Ray and others at ringside. According to sources, the angle was planned at the newly christened Enzo and Kaz XL. The free agents, with a capital Z, are expected to show up in Ring Honor soon. However, they have not officially signed contracts with the company at this time, and have no future dates planned. The pair's interference was kept secret from almost everyone, including Tonga and Loa, who were celebrating their victory during the commotion. No one on the New Japan side of things was told either. Tonga and Loa reported mildly disgusted by the interference, as anyone would be by the entrance of Enzo and Cass. Walking away instead of getting involved in the brawl. I love it. So, so, so much, I love it.
0: Well, first of all, I think it's... As far as Ring of Honor is concerned, it's super dangerous to not let the other people involved in the match know what's going on. Yeah. That's not okay. That's that's really. Well this fucking... happened after
1: the Hall of Fame though, didn't it?
0: They wanted yes. that
1: kind of energy from it.
0: I know, but you still, <laughs> even if you're not going to let New Japan know. Well, they, they obviously let
1: security know, because nobody really got did. involved other than the people at
0: ringside. They let security know, but what would have happened if uh, Tangaloa and Tangaroa, the, the gorillas of destiny, the god, what if they'd have come out there and beat the fuck out of them Everybody would like, have loved that. It's just not safe. Everybody would love that. <laughs> yes, that is true. <laughs> But again, it's just not safe. You have to let people know who are involved. I get your concern, but I feel like in that circumstance, I don't think anything
1: could possibly go wrong. (laughs) You don't think... Unless somebody had a gun.
0: (laughs) I think it's unprofessional. I'll say that. Whether things have gone wrong or not, it is unprofessional.
1: No, but Ring of Honor should. No. Uh guaranteed bullet club bound,
0: in pasty's book.
2: Uh, yeah, I hope not. I hope, hope this. No, I, don't...
0: I after this, New Japan isn't letting them anywhere near them. <laughs> and let's and, and first of all, pasty just said the names. Let's first. Say that Enzo is is now N Z O it's spelled the way yeah. N yeah N W O yeah. is with the uh, lowercase N capital Z lowercase O and big Cass is C A Z X L cass X L which is yeah he could have come <laughs> with something better than that Cas X L free agent
2: Z. My name is Caxisle. Caxisle. So we're gonna
0: uh, book you in our main event, but we can't call you a Big Cass. What do you go by now?
2: Caxisle. <laughs> um, we're going in another direction. I'm sorry. Hey, Jimmy. We know that
0: you've got Down syndrome, and you're in the Make-A-Wish Foundation. What do you want to be? I want to be a superhero. What's your name, Jimmy? My name is (laughs) Cockfuckhole. That's what happened after he had his stroke. That's exactly what (laughs) played out in the hospital. (laughs) You're getting the Warrior Award at WWE next year. Warrior award, cock for fall. I'm going to hell, but I'm gonna love uh, it. Um, but more news talking about AEW. You think cock fall is gonna be an AEW, or no, you think they're gonna be a new Japan. Oh, wow, you don't have anything on. Holy. shit. What's that? <laughs> no, I'll go tie ahead. it
1: into your story. You get this one going.
0: Holy buckets about the new about the new podcast no. or what?
1: You go ahead and get this going, franchise oh. kind of in.
0: Hey man, bust it in on me, because maybe I don't know about this. But on this week's Ross Report by Jim Ross, he revealed that the AEW commentary team will consist of himself, Alex Marvez, and Excalibur. Now, Jim Ross has not worked with either Marvez or Excalibur before, but he is said to be looking forward to the opportunity. Now, if you don't recognize the name Alex Marvez, he is a sports writer. You might recognize Excalibur as he is a renowned wrestling commentator, best known for his work with PWG. But he's also done occasional work with New Japan Pro Wrestling commentary and he appeared on the All In broadcast. Pacey, why don't you drop some knowledge on us, man? Well,
1: it's more uh, what JR has kind of revealed here about AEW.
2: What did he reveal? That
1: in a few weeks, I'm trying to find the exact fucking information. Oh, the new show yeah, or their show, Tuesday, what was it, Tuesday night, Tango, no. God damn it.
0: Oh, I don't know, they got a new pay-per-view oh, board, no, yeah, I they're don't doing, uh, fire, a no, show but, uh, their
1: weekly thing. show, their weekly show, the Tuesday night. Fighter Yeah, Fest. Fighter Fest, that's going to be
0: cool. Fighter Fighter Fest. <laughs> They, their show's starting uh, already?
1: No, he said, it's overwhelming for me, you know, to be a 67-year-old anointed voice of a brand that's going to be debuting in October on a national television a major cable network, which can't be named now, but I'll tell you, no, this is old, because he did name it. That's he what we said last week, He said they're working week, with Sports, though.
0: We said that last week, Pasty. Okay.
1: But the fact of the matter is, there's boxing on Tuesday nights on, on um, TNT. And their show, AEW's television show, is Tuesday night Nitro. So it's taking over the boxing no, spot is what something. you're saying. Yeah.
0: No, it's Tuesday. Uh... Yeah, it's not Nitro, but yeah, yeah, I know what you
1: mean. But yeah, they're um. So so the odds are 100 percent almost. It's it's TBS. Tuesday nights TBS. Otherwise they'd be displacing boxing and that's something they wouldn't do on TNT. Tuesday
0: night, dynamite. Tuesday night dynamite. It rhymes. I, it'll,
1: I'm willing to put it out there because I read it. What I read was like, yeah, it made a hundred percent sense.
2: Pacey's willing to put his thing <laughs> out am. there. I'm not.
0: I still think TNT makes more sense. Honestly, if it's on TBS, uh, well first of all, this, this is a startup company, so it means nothing on a on a shit channel. It's cool for them to mm. get on there, but they they haven't made it till they're on TBS. If they're on T or until they're on TNT. If they're on TBS and they're not on TNT, they're they're nowhere near competing with. WWE. I don't know about that.
1: Like I said, I feel like uh, T- TBS is the more mainstream of the channels these days. And plus, for competition, but they mostly not. run syndicated. They don't get
0: the ratings. You just have to look at the ratings. Oh yeah. Basically. What about? Right. What know. about
2: it? What TBS show oh, do you know? No <laughs> yes.
0: But either way, it'll be cool. I want them to have a show because I want to fucking yeah. watch it. And it should be starting in October.
1: Ooh, in November is when the new Disney streaming service comes out, and it's going to be six ninety nine, and we'll have every yes, episode is. of
0: The Simpsons. Yes, it will. Well, up to, up to season so 30. Keep the new stuff on Hulu, then. Uh, well, Hulu only keeps, they're just like, uh, uh, Batman yeah, and then X we amount keep like last. Yeah. <laughs> so I'd
1: assume that that, so, yeah, but
0: that's So Pasty and Fat Mac will have to figure out what we're doing for our shared services. Right. There's a, there's a talk that's going to have to be had. We're getting, <laughs> I've already thought about Harry, Disney will
1: be ours. Okay. Okay. We got Disney and Hulu, you get network and... If we Netflix. both
0: have two, if we both have two, I think that's pretty fair.
1: Hey, uh, since we're bringing this shit up on the show, is Netflix on again?
2: Is Netflix... We ain't been able Netflix, to watch Netflix all week. Netflix, Netflix not on? No. Shut up. Turn on Netflix now. I've I'm been watching it. I'm not going
1: to do it in the middle of the podcast, but yeah. I will. It's on. I... Haven't been able to put anything on all week. Weird. So shut yep. up. And it says I need to update information. I go to update the information. It's all your shit. And I'm like, I'm not touching it. Did
0: nope. you All right,
2: <laughs> folks. I got a
0: Netflix button on my moat right here. We're hitting Netflix. We're going Fat Mac. All right,
1: while you're doing that, I'll do... And uh, let's go During to Glow, which I A controversial three-count took place yesterday. We about it. I'm not worried about it. But the ref, Rod Zapata, has been fined for undisclosed amount by the company for counting the pinfall when he should have been smarter and on his game and calling it as a shoot, even though it's work. It's Kind of confusing. And all up in the air.
0: Netflix works on my oh. TV, Look, You yep. can hear it.
2: Special, Other than that,
0: God, let's get into this
2: injury report. Wrap this shoot up. All right. Pacey, it seems that, uh,
0: well, no, we got to talk about this fucking. I talk talked about, about this, it. Luke. I said he was a referee in the match, and he
1: got fined for not calling it like a shoot when it was at work. Yeah, and right.
0: he was supposed to. Biggie suffered a knee injury Tuesday night on SmackDown when he, Xavier Woods, and WWE Champion Kofi Kingston <laughs> took on McIntyre in the bar. Who is a great addition to the on... bar? That would be fun. That actually yeah. would. And with the shield and being all out foreigners, of the picture. they got to be foreigners, uh-huh. I guess. On Thursday, Biggie tweeted a message revealing that he damaged his meniscus the during best three. the cross-body spot. And this is one of the best tweets I've ever read. I love Biggie. He said, making mincemeat of my meniscus cross-body cooked the cartilage. <laughs> it's beautiful. is <laughs> it <was> great. <laughs> it's fun. I love it. Also on the injury report, AJ Styles confirmed reports that he was sent home after WrestleMania and had to miss both his scheduled accesses appearance and SmackDown Live due to an injury. His
1: cornea from the light blinding his eyes. Exactly. (laughs) He revealed damage happened from
0: a superplex he took during the bout. He was glaring into the light the whole time. He explained that while landing, he hit his left side a bit before his right side. And it caused his hips to get knocked out of place. And and due to it, the muscles in his back were all swollen up. But the phenomenal one did admit that he... Well, the phenomenal one did admit he wasn't able to walk phenomenally... The next day, but he made sure to clarify <laughs> that the wrong fall was his own fault and not Randy Orton's. So good on him to, to emphasize hey, it that. It wouldn't be WrestleMania Base... with a slew of injuries. Oh, man, there's so many. There's more to come. We aren't even at the end of it. But not at WrestleMania it was Vampiro, who recently took to Facebook to comment on his ongoing health issues. The Lucha Underground personality and former WCW World Tag Team Champion. Superstar. Studies.
2: Yes! <laughs> my, where's my fucking music? Where's my fucking... I don't hear my fucking music! When are they going to play my fucking music? Well, at
1: least he's got an excuse for all those tirades now.
0: He's he's not worried about his possible diagnosis of Alzheimer's and Parkinson's. His main concern involves these, de- his main concerns involving these de- debilitating diseases is that it might interfere with his quote PlayStation. Man company. after
1: my own heart.
2: Ah, uh, yeah, the Alzheimer's might explain <laughs> the whole. Where's my fucking music? <laughs>
0: And, Pacey, it looks like the E could have another high-profile injury oh, on their hands yeah. following Mania. According to Dave Meltzer, Daniel Bryan might be dealing of with an injury was, it was as Mania. if he needs another one. That's, that's what Very he does. True. He gets injured at Mania. As a result, Bryan was sent home early this week and was not backstage for Tuesday's episode of SmackDown from the Barclays Center in Brooklyn. There are currently no specifics on the type of injury Brian is dealing with or when it may have happened as of this recording.
1: Probably while Kofi was stomping his face into the ground. Something it, tells me that that's not something that's hope. really kosher when you have a history with concussions.
0: <laughs> we hope it's not a concussion injury. We hope that that's not what it is, but yeah. Sami
1: Zayn returned Who knows? on SmackDown. He returned as a face, fought a match, flipped heel on the crowd, and started talking about how they're kind of basically said they're fickle people and he hates them. And so I wonder if they're going to put him up with Daniel
0: after. So he was a heel. He came back as a face. And in the one match he had, he turned heel. Why? WWE. Why would you come back? Why would you come back as a face to turn heel when you were a heel when you left? To get the
1: fan reaction, like, oh, he's back, yay. And then be like, oh, you guys are all pieces oh, of shit. You eat pieces stupid. of shit for breakfast.
2: <sighs> that's not good storytelling.
1: <laughs> well, like I said, I'm just hoping him and him
2: and Daniel Bryan could be a great tag team. Especially as heels. Yeah. 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 I, I'm just, I've given up. If this is a concussion, saying.
1: does Daniel Bryan ever have a WrestleMania match again? Or do you think they just say, oh, yeah, uh, we've learned our if lesson If they can now.
0: fucking, if they can <laughs> milk it out of him, fuck yeah. He's
1: going to have a new record like The Undertaker's con- consecutive concussions at WrestleMania's.
0: Oh Who's shit! yeah. The streak? Who's not Who's gonna kick concuss Daniel Bryan? Now. <laughs> Two by four on a pole match. Who could whap Daniel Bryan hard <laughs> enough? A
1: chairs match where it's only legal to hit people in the head. All right, Pacey, uh,
0: I think uh, I think we've ran out of time. Uh, Luke. I
1: think we covered everything you wanted to cover in the show, and I think we got in every little oh. sidetrack I wanted to get in since the weekend happened.
0: I I wasn't I uh, wasn't good enough on the sidetracks. You got more in than I wanted uh-huh. to let you. It was fun. It was fun.
2: <laughs> and we're I gonna have it. even more it fun was... next week. The best fun ever.
1: For the first time ever, Beef Sticks Podcast hits 100 episodes. First time in history, folks.
0: This is going to be amazing. You don't want to miss this one. Not only are we going to have an awesome show for you, we're also going to have some clips from some of our more classic moments. And not only that, Pacey... We are going to name our top 10 wrestlers of the past century. It's not really a top 10 That's right?
1: as much as it is a best wrestler from each decade of the last century.
0: That's what it is. We're talking from the early 2010s to, or from the early 90s, Tens to the to the 2010s 1910s to 2010s what the fuck <laughs> am I saying
2: Posty?
0: I don't know what we're doing we're doing
1: things and stuff and on top of that
0: we're doing East shit in our
1: own little hat pick for who we think is going to be the the top superstar of the 2020s and 10 years be from crazy. now when six turns 12
2: well. We'll know yeah. if we were right. I'm sure one of us will be. It's going to be fun.
0: It's going to be fun. We spent a lot of time on this. Scoured through videos to find the best ever from each century. Folks, remember, this goes back to fucking 1910. We have sat for... Uh, what do you think, Pacey? Has it been... Yeah, it has to have been about uh over a hundred hours that we've sat and watched videotape of all of these old wrestlers, oh, right? And that's a piece to to find the best. Yeah, yeah, to find the best of each each decade throughout this century. Each each, so I each hope decade you appreciate it. had
1: a twenty superstar fucking tower.
0: Oh yeah, yeah. We we knocked them all down. We sat and watched fucking match after match after match after match. And it's hard to For find something. For a while there, we were actually planning on having YouTube all folks. the
1: brackets just being the 100th episode of B6 Podcast.
0: We thought about it. We thought about it. We were talked out of it by somebody smarter than us.
1: Same person who
0: talked Chris Jericho out of the
1: name Jack Action.
0: Yeah. Yeah, our producer fucking talked us out of it this Matt. has been a fantastic a fucking producer. match. He's always
1: there for us.
0: Matt's always <laughs> there for us. I don't know, Matt. Good guy, that fucker. Uh, he um, produced the episode that, that never shit. happened. We we had a we had a fucking great episode yes, here, he and it did happen. I think we nailed everything, Pasty. Too With all that being said, Pasty, I'm I'm, I'm, I'm I think I'm fat man.
1: My name is Pasty
2: trifecta hat trick. Bazinga. Damn, my fucking... (laughs) My damn, uh...
0: My damn spinner just went off right after that. That was perfect timing. My, uh... What do you call it? What do you call that? You know that thing that randomly, like, every fucking 30, 60, or 90 minutes sprays fucking
2: shit... I didn't leave and pee this time! Futuristic fucking houses...